1: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
0: You are listening to the flagship podcast with your hosts. Joe Lanza.
1: I hate the commentators, I hate the ring announcers, I hate the production, I hate the wrestling, I hate the interviews, I hate uh, the, their promo style, I hate the way the shows are presented, I hate the way the shows are paced, I hate the video packages, I hate everything about this company with every fiber of my being. And Rich Krage.
0: You know, he yeah. comes out and you're just like,
1: ugh, oh, gross, like look at this guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, the, in all the best ways possible, he's just the, the slimiest looking guy you've ever seen. I love him so much. (laughs) He's so good. And we are live on the flagship podcast. I am rich. Unfortunately, no Joe Lanza tonight. Uh got a bit of a, uh, a, a not an emergency of, of sort. I mean, he has an older dog. So I guess any anytime you have an older dog, there's an emergency. But uh something happened with his dog uh, today just before we were about to go live. So uh he is going to take his dog to the vet. I reassured him that no, please take your dog to the vet. Dogs are the most important thing to us here uh, on the flagship podcast. So I told him, no, 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 do not feel bad. Don't worry about it. Don't wait one second. Get that dog over to the vet. If you have any concerns or any worries or anything going on, worry about the dog first and foremost, uh, we'll, the shows will be fine. I I even said, you you knew that dog a lot longer than you knew me and you know that dog a lot longer than you know me. So screw me, go take care of that dog. So Joe will not be with us, uh, uh, tonight. Uh, I said, everything is okay, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, you got dog stuff. So again we're a pro dog podcast here. I told Joe, get out of here. Don't worry about it. Worry about the dog first and foremost. So, uh, he will not be here uh, tonight. So we're going to change things up a little bit. Now I, it might be on the fly. <laughs> Some of this stuff might be on the fly here as I'm trying to, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do here. Cause it was, it was pretty last minute, but that's okay. It's okay. Things happen like this. Emergencies happen like this. I'm a professional. I can handle it. I'm good. I got some calls out. I got some other things going on uh, with some other people. So we, we might have some fun shows. We might have some little, um, you know, people might come on here in a little bit. You might get the return of the Cisco hold music as I try to get uh, someone ready to go uh, to, to come on. But I have a few ideas. I have a few calls out there to people. So we'll see uh, what ends up happening. But we will still do as much of the show that we were going to do, you know, th- the same. I, I think we can probably keep the show pretty similar to what we were going to do. I know that uh, Joe was up on the uh, National Wrestling Alliance, and I will not, I can't, I can't lie and say that I've been uh, pounding the pavement on uh, NWA Power uh, over the last. That's hard to say, pounding the pavement on NWA Power, but uh, have not been doing that. So I was really just going to ask what all these stipulation matches were for this uh, uh, NWA show that's that's coming up pretty, uh, you know, this this weekend actually. This this weekend, Um, that's going to be the gimmick there. I don't know that we can do. The Sawin, even though it's spelled S-A-M-H-A-N, it's Sawin. I I made sure to uh learn what that how to pronounce it this week. But there's a Devil's Last Dance, Ultimate Hardcore War, the Burning Lake Brawl, the Rock and Roll Tag Team Match, the Riddle Box, the Knights of the Round Tables. Tables match. I I guess I get what that one is. It's probably just a tables match. Pillar to post. No idea. So that gimmick might be lost unless somebody springs out of nowhere and decides that they are going to be our NWA correspondent this week. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So we probably won't do the NWA because you do not want to hear me. For 25 minutes, lists off the 19 matches they're going to be on the Sawin show and, and a bunch of stipulation matches that I don't know what the hell the stipulations are, and I don't know the build because I wouldn't be caught dead watching NWA Power in the lead up to uh, NWA Sawin uh, this weekend. slash fight, by the way, uh, if you want to uh, order that show. So we'll probably shelf the NWA segment. I know you got the long awaited NWA segment. Trust me, next week we will review <laughs> NWA Sawin. Trust me. We will do that. I don't know why, uh, but we're going to do that. But Bound for Glory, um, I already did that as well, so we might not necessarily do that part of the show uh, all that much. I, I, we'll see what ends up happening uh, with new, uh, the Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory uh, thing because I already did that live, uh, or I did my instant reaction the, the the morning after. Already talked about the show, reviewed it, did all that sort of stuff. I think we can have some fun talking about the TNA uh, coming back uh, portion if if we want to do that. You know, I, I, I think we'll have some fun. Um, doing that segment as well. So, TNA will be back. Bound for Glory. We will talk about. Uh, I do want to talk about MJF and Kenny Omega, of course, uh, at Collision. I wrote an article at flagshippatreon.com that uh, seems to have upset some people because I said that it makes no sense. That MJF and Kenny Omega is happening in three days at Collision. I said there is no justification for it. And people are pissing their pants like crazy about that. So uh, I have a lot to say about that again. So we will definitely do that. Uh, NXT Halloween Havoc Night One, fuck, I had to watch this horrific show. So you know goddamn well we're going to talk about NXT Halloween Havoc Night 1. Yes, there's a Night 1 and a Night 2 for <laughs> NXT Halloween Havoc. Uh, I think I'll be skipping Night 2, but I uh, had to talk about Night 1 uh, for a multitude of reasons. And some big uh, happenings in all Japan pro wrestling as well. Nakajima debuts with the company. Uh Yume Oyagi and Kenta Miyahara have a big-time match on the uh, 21st, the show from the 21st. We are going to, of course, uh, talk about that. But uh, yeah, let's... Um, so. Yeah, we'll 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 figure this out like I said. It's not no problem. We'll we'll make it work. We'll make it uh we'll make it happen here uh no matter what. So um Give me one moment as I try to figure out we might actually, the things may have changed again. So give me one second. uh, The return of the Cisco hold music here uh, as I figure out what we're going to do. I will get back to you guys in about a minute or so. This will probably be lopped off the final, but I just want to make sure that we have everything, all of our ducks in a row here uh, to make sure we have the show ready to go uh, for you guys. Make sure I give you at least pretty close to three hour show. So bear with me for a minute or two. Got one thing to figure out and then uh, we will be right back. So enjoy the Cisco hold music. Thank you guys for your patience. Uh he's here. Unbelievably. Joe Lanza. Joe, what's happening? We're on the air? You're on the
1: air. We're live, pal.
0: We're live, pal. We're live.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So I, I don't I don't know how much of the show you've done. Um, I introduced all
0: the topics, said that I was going to lose the NWA topic because I didn't know what the fuck a burning Bush <laughs> Lake match or whatever was. So uh, that's as far as that. I introduced us. And then that's when you texted me and I said, I will be right back trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do here. So all we're right, good. Well, number Nothing one, said.
1: number one, I don't know what any of those matches are either. So I can't help damn you with it, that. Yeah. <laughs> You number... don't know what the burning bush lake of fire match is, or whatever the fuck. Damn it! No, no I do not. Um, knights of the round table
0: tables match. I, th- I think I know that one. That one I think I have a rough idea of what the knights of the round table tables match is. Uh, pillar to post. No idea. No clue on that.
1: No. And, and, and number two, um, you know, I because I live five minutes from the vet. You know, for now we got everything taken care of, and. um, you know I, if in an extreme worst case scenario i may have to drop out again to take her to an emergency vet as per the instructions from from my vet earlier but it looks like um you know she's gonna be okay until we can get her back there in the morning you know for a more thorough examination but it's not uh life-threatening or anything like that at this point so um you know i was i was able to uh potentially jump back in if you hadn't made any kind of alternate plans or got nah, too far? Everybody everybody ditched the show. me.
0: I had a few people I Bye. reached out to. I will say the the one that I did actually want to get on here, just so we could talk about this for a couple of minutes, is uh, Warren Hayes. Uh, Mr. Warren Hayes, you, you've done his show uh, as yeah. well. Uh, so I messaged him and I said, hey, what are you doing tonight? And he says, quote, I am currently at the garage getting my winter tires put on. Look at th- this Mr. Canada over here.
1: Mm. Winter tires, yeah.
0: <laughs> club and seals. Well, that's 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 right. You incredible. can't get to those
1: seals. you Can't get <laughs> right. to those baby seals.
0: Yeah, they're all the way in the where all the ice is. So you got to get the winter tires put on so you can get you to can the seals. the chains on the tires and everything. Right. Got to get, get to through the glaciers to get to the seals. Yeah, so
1: baby seals. Oh, Let's emphasize seals, that. Yes, yes. Club and baby seals. <laughs> you want that that sweet baby fur that you know it's a little softer than the adult coat. I don't even know if seals have fur, but um whatever they have i think coats. it's more
0: they're going for the, the 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 blubber or whatever i believe is what they're more after like,
1: i don't know you gotta ask him he's
0: the one who clubs <laughs> yeah, baby i would seals. know i, I not... am not from western canada so i know nothing about uh clubbing baby seals so
1: yeah it's uh yeah me neither but uh anyway he's off the hook and uh you are not off the hook from discussing the national wrestling alliance uh, <laughs> but i am though because i thought so, you would be like ah rich the kingdom of fire
0: match is this, but you don't know either. So I guess we're just going to wildly speculate what these stipulation matches are then instead.
1: I mean, I watched all the TV and I don't really know what any <laughs> oh, of them no. are. So, no.
0: <laughs> okay. No. Well, that's, that's, that doesn't bode well. So no, the NWA is back folks. Do not worry. I, I, I gave people a little bit of tease there that, Hey, it might be gone this week, uh, but next week it's coming back. Did you learn how to pronounce the name of this pay-per-view yet? Um, No, I did not. Sawwin they... Sawin is how you pronounce it. Sawin. Yes, even though there's an M, and an H, several letters. So that... Sawin.
1: Sawin. Sawin. I
0: think you're putting too much sow on it. I think it's
1: Sawin. 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 <laughs> sure. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. That's well. I mean, you know, I. I... I feel like that you got too much
0: jersey in there, but I don't think we're going to be able to get the jersey out. It's, that's not something that gets changed either, tonight. <laughs> get either
1: changed too much today. jersey or, or like Christopher Walken, one or the other. Right. I, Something's you
0: know. going on there that uh, we're not going to be able to Salwin. solve tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah. Salwin. Want more cowbell, right? Yeah.
0: Salwin. Yeah, yeah um, you kind of got a Christopher Walken thing going. Yeah, well, let's go with that. You know what? Fine with me. I think we'll. What yes. that one slides, so we're, we're we're back to normal then. So uh, again, yeah, absolutely. If something happens with the dog, please ditch me, ditch the stupid show immediately, and take care of the dog. Can you promise me that at least, and then we'll move forward. I have
1: I have instructions from the vet, okay, to proceed. If, if but the vet seems to think that it'll be fine until the uh the uh till the morning when I gotta take her in for you know more extensive stuff. So yeah, okay, uh, but for well. now, yeah, dog's fine for now. Yeah, Our thoughts are with the dog. Hopefully
0: uh, hopefully she's doing okay. Madeline. 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 Yes, the, yes.
1: The blind and deaf Madeline. Rough life. <laughs> my, my guy's starting to get pretty blind
0: and pretty deaf, too. He's he's bumping into walls and shit now. And I'll say his yeah, name. And okay. he just kind of looks around in circles. And I'm like, right here. And he's like, oh, hey, <laughs> there you are. So, yeah, it's, that sucks. But... uh it's brutal. She's a Boston Terrier, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little Boston Terrier. All right, yeah. Well, yeah. She's had a good little gotta be like 15 right at this point 13 14 15 somewhere in that range she's
1: uh she'll be 15 look at that she'll be 15
0: yeah she can keep on trucking for a little bit longer well good for Madeline's, the whole but... the
1: whole life cycle of this show used to be a barker but uh barking on the show but yes I, I haven't heard her bark in years I mean, she don't... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's got no time for it anymore no time no no time for it. um you know other than the the the, the blood-curdling awful noises that were coming out of her an hour ago she's not very vocal at all but um you know it, it should be fine so if it's okay. not i will get Absolutely. the fuck out as of here as long as you make that promise figure. to me that you will say hey i gotta
0: go and then you leave immediately yeah, of course. all right then then we're good then we yeah. will continue uh with the flagship so i talked to uh talk i, I insured everything said we would uh i wouldn't talk about bound for glory as well because i did the instant reaction ish live on uh, FlagshipPatreon.com. But we can bring that one back, so we'll talk Bound for Glory. Uh, we'll talk about TNA returning. Uh, NXT Halloween Havoc, I said, you are not getting off the, or I'm not getting off the hook because I already watched this shit show, so I have to talk about it or else it was a complete waste of my, my two hours. And apparently, it's only a two-hour show. It felt like it was four. I feel like I'm still watching it. I feel like it hasn't ended just yet, this NXT Halloween Havoc, night one. We are not watching night two, by the way. You are not getting me to watch night two, and you are not watching night two either. We're just we're done. with
1: Halloween Havoc, well, we're done with it. I'm definitely watching Night2, but <laughs> I will say that, um, you know, last year's Halloween havoc, I thought i I was the worst pro wrestling show of the year. And we did audio on that that we clipped for YouTube. Yeah, and... the
0: intro of this this particular week was "You're You're your Famous." I hate everything that this company does. I hate how everybody speaks. I hate how everybody. Yeah, it was it was because of that? You will never be my friend. You are never my friend. You know the Cora Jade, yeah. Roxanne Perez match that just ugh, brutal,
1: irredeemably bad show. That was one of the worst pro wrestling shows I've ever seen in my life. That that Halloween Havoc nxt show last year and um night one of halloween havoc this year i thought was even worse i thought it was somehow even worse (laughs) it's pretty terrible you know it's like this was so bad you know the main listen the main main event was good the main event was good good match lyra valkyria wins the women's title from becky lynch becky lynch has gone down to nxt And worked her ass off to get Tiffany Stratton over. She worked hard here to get Lyra Valkyria over as the new champion. So Lynch has done some good things. So from that standpoint. Maybe it wasn't a worse total package than last year's. But I still feel like it was. Because everything else on this show fucking sucks so bad. Irredeemably bad. Just awful awful. Other than the main event like every other second of this show was uh was was annoyingly bad so um do you want to just start from the top let's, i mean i don't even yeah
0: need... let, let, let's do it so i i had no plans of watching uh, Halloween Havoc then, then you said ah we should watch Halloween Havoc and I was like my gimmick was going to be I was going to pretend that I watched uh, Halloween Havoc 1990 instead and then just talked about like the Steiner Brothers versus the Nasty Boys and the, the Black Scorpion instead but then I said ah hell you know what this show's getting you know people are liking it I, I was listening to reviews reading reviews and people were like yeah good little show hey this, this match was good and NXT continues to be pretty solid and I was like alright fine you know what I'll watch this fucking show first off those people are nuts and that's why we're doing this and that's why we're doing this segment and that's why we are going to continue to talk about nxt because there there are people on our discord and people that reach out to us and go why do you guys even talk about nxt anymore you should just forget it you don't like nxt you don't like anything about it why don't you just stop talking about it uh you had a reply a little bit earlier today that said hey if i only talk about the wrestling i like we would basically just be talking about cmll every week and that's not gonna work we can't do three hours of cmll but also the flip side of that too is like someone's got to say it when these things actually fucking suck and too many people watch these shows, watch shows like this NXT Halloween Havoc Night 1, and go hey, that was a good little show, or hey, that was a nice little show, or hey, this was a good match, or that was a good match, or hey, you know, I really entertained, or whatever. When we have to tell these people, we have to let you, we have to do a service to your listeners and let you know this fucking sucked, and the show was bad, and the things that people say are good were horrible, and the stars that people say are stars are not actually stars. We are doing a service. We have to, because if we don't, who will? If we don't say that chase you stupid and annoying and bothers us. No one else will because other people are just doing laugh cry emojis at every chase you segment. So we are doing a service. Trust me. That's why we watch NXT and talk about NXT. I,
1: I can't look. I can't let the WWE friendly media, which is like all of the media sit here and, and tell people that these are good shows without being unchecked. I cannot do it. You know, if it was a good show, I'd tell you it's a good show. You know, I I had, we had some pretty mild praise for the last NXT pay-per-view didn't we We were like the highest
0: people on earth about the tiffany stratton becky lynch match like people were stunned and then you did your 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 notebook roundup this uh you know that came out this week on on flagship patreon.com as well and people are continuing to be stunned at how much you loved becky and tiffany and we came on here and said that was like the best wwe brawl we've seen in in years tiffany is a star that was a great match like we love that match more than anybody else (laughs) in the
1: universe i love that i mean i i and i thought that that pay-per-view wasn't as terrible as these NXT shows usually are so it's like I'm not trying to not like don't get me wrong I hate NXT and I think it's the worst pro wrestling show I've ever seen like in general this current Shawn Michaels version of NXT everyone knows how I feel about it it's terrible you know it's it's plastic is the word that comes to mind it feels artificial it feels like people putting on a show of what they of like feels like stage performers doing pro wrestling it, it just doesn't it feels fake it feels i i don't know i can never articulate it well it feels like uh just just this 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 cheesy put on version of what someone might think pro wrestling is in their mind it's really bad i hate nxt but if this show was good i would tell you it's good this show was abysmal i i, I don't like, like it was legitimately abysmal. So they, it opens up with, you know, um, everybody in their Halloween gimmicks, uh, uh, Shotzi and um, the other one,
0: Scarlet. It was Scarlet, Scarlet and Shotzi. They went. They st- the show starts immediately with,
1: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Halloween Havoc. We're Dude, your hosts. <laughs> and it's like... Put on voices. Oh <laughs> God. Yeah. Shot you, know, Shots I, you but with all her right. fucking
0: pinhead and Scarlett's uh, sexy witch or something. I don't even know what she was. It was just like oh. And then
1: they're doing like tarot card readings throughout <laughs> the whole show and...
0: multiple tarot card segments
1: with, with the with the terrible acting that you get from these people on this thing. We're but your you can... hosts
0: for Halloween.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the put on voice the whole time. The the the, 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 the Halloween laugh that they that they're doing like. <laughs> they,
0: Every time yeah, I'm not. And by the way, if you think that's annoying, fucking watch this show. If you think that's annoying, trust me. And, <laughs> Wasn't I'm any better. Watching, I'm a, it.
1: I'm a grown adult man. Why am I watching this shit? <laughs> this is fucking garbage. Right. But you could almost overlook all of that. If like the wrestling is good. So what do we have up first? We've got Roxanne Perez, who is, it might be my least favorite wrestler, not named John Silver uh, right now against kiana james in a devil's playground match
0: (laughs) which yeah so if you're wondering oh man i wonder what the stipulations of a devil's playground matches uh we would find out very quickly when uh roxanne perez walked down in her freddy cougar uh outfit and walked by a swing set and i went oh (laughs) it's quite literally a playground
1: (laughs) a literal small child's plastic swing set with like bad, like painted on blood stains, like on the slide and on the swing, like you know, red paint splatters to signify blood or something. And um so the match is contested basically right outside the ring by the entranceway, where they have enough room to work. Uh we it starts off horribly with Keanu James just blowing a moonsault. Did you see her blow like yeah. that moonsault mm-hmm. spot? Mm-hmm. So we're off to a great start right away. Um, so they're doing these awful weapon spots with this these playground like Kiana James rips the teeter totter apart. Like she rips the fucking <laughs> yeah. and then she's she's hitting Roxanne Perez like with, with, with these. The, well, she's got a bag too.
0: Did, did you mention the bag
1: yet? Yeah, uh, yeah, she's got her handbag, her yeah. yes, which uh which we'll get to that later. A big
0: reveal, a big reveal at the end of the match, yes. So
1: she's hitting her with this teeter totter gimmick. Like, you, she couldn't have shown more light. I mean, can you lay it in a little? <laughs> I mean, it, it just it takes you right out of it. Like, she's barely touching her with this thing. And Perez is, like, selling it and overselling it. Everything they're doing is sloppy. The whole thing's a fucking farce. It looks ridiculous. It looks cheap. There's, like, a little kiddie pool. You know, those little kiddie, those plastic oh, kiddie course, pools yeah, for, like, yeah. toddlers.
0: Or dogs. I use it and for my it, dogs. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like filled with sponges or something (laughs) like I'm not making this up like it was filled with like what looked like to be like a like a like it was meant to be a sponge pit. And they didn't bump. They never bumped into it. I don't even know what that was meant to be, but it didn't look like it would have hurt because it looked like it was like a foam pit or a sponge pit or something. And I'm just like, again, I'm a grown adult male. <laughs> what, what am I? I why am I yeah. watching this? And there, there's, there, you,
0: you should know. An, and, someone in the, the chat room noted that there was blood stains all over the plastic yeah, slide. Yeah, the fake blood
1: stains. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. In uh, like, a company like the... that hates blood and wants nobody to bleed ever, puts fake blood stains on a child's like slide for this devil's playground match.
1: So they're doing like these, just awful, like hardcore weapons. It's the complete opposite of Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton and their weapon. It's just awful garbage. And it looked cheap and it looked like something that Indy would put on. And the work was messy. You know, James blowing the moonsault, the weak ass blows that, that were showing all kinds of light. I get to the end of this thing and Roxanne Perez wins with some kind of very slow moving and A ugly looking. Very slow. She do does that Yoshi Tonic or the
0: code flip. red or whatever you it's want to call so it. It's so bad. It takes 14 seconds to happen, and it's just like, and then people gif it and they're like, incredible! She's an incredible athlete. it's like, <laughs> I'm begging you to watch something else other than NXT. I'm begging you to watch any so other wrestling bad. on earth than NXT. Please. It's not good. It's not good. And but- I
1: swear to God, I I I I finished this match and and I I, I was. I was uh, bullshitting in the Discord about it as I was watching it live, and I was like, "I just watched a one-star match. Like, you, you're you not going to see many matches that are just more of a." And then uh, Rich, and this is going to be a running gag during this review. Uh, I gave this match one star. The cage match inmates, Rich. Are you oh, ready?
0: Oh no, no, I'm not. Go.
1: Seven point oh. four five. Oh. No. Seven. <laughs> Point four five. Oh, they please almost watch something gave this else, Please. They almost gave this an eight, which would be the equivalent of a four-star match. <laughs> what are we doing? What's
0: happened? What has happened? And it
1: legitimately sucked. And it was only downhill from here on the show. <laughs> it didn't get better. Yet. Because this wasn't even the worst match. I don't know how you feel. Oh, I got one that was worse than this, Rich. I got one that was worse than this. I think
0: we have, we might have the same. We might have the same. We'll see as we get So on. Next but... up,
1: we get not Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, no. He's putting his father behind him. He is now Lexus King. And do you know how this man is putting his father behind him, Rich? By no longer cosplaying Flying Brian. But instead, cosplaying the loose cannon, Brian. Pillman.
0: <laughs> no, but Joe, you're wrong. Uh, because he came out in a throne this time. So they, they slid a throne in the middle of the ring. And Lexus King left the throne. Well, not in the
1: middle of the ring. But...
0: Not, yeah, it wasn't a throne in the middle of the ring. It came in the entrance yeah, way. So then he sat out of the throne and started walking uh, towards the entranceway. And then yeah. the camera got real close. And he got up to that camera and said, Brian Pillman is dead.
1: Long live Lexus uh, King. (laughs) That would be great if you weren't just ripping off your father from five years later as opposed to five years earlier now. This man is wearing Brian Pillman-esque clothing, has his hair, and even carries around the little walking stick. He does have the walking stick. That his father used to carry
0: around. A little
1: staff or whatever. He's basically just doing the loose cannon era of Brian Pillman. He's not leaving Brian Pillman behind. He's just doing a different version of Brian Pillman than he's been doing for the last whatever, eight years or whatever, however long he's been around. And here's the other problem with this. He still fucking sucks. (laughs) He's still Brian Pillman Jr. The
0: only thing that was good about... Brian Pillman Jr. was that he was Brian Pillman Jr. And now he's not Brian Pillman Jr. Now he's Lexus King and he's still Brian Pillman Jr. Who's not very good uh, as a professional wrestler. So yeah, I was I was blown away when I saw people talking about, oh my God, what a presentation for Lexus King. He, he he has star written all over him. This looks like a future star. And I'm like, all right, I, I got to check this out at least to see what different or what they did differently No, he looks the same. He wrestles the same. He had a boring four-minute match, and it was over, and I was the same way I've been the last seven years that I've watched Brian Pillman Jr. Eh, all right, well, he's still not very good, and then I moved on with my life, and I could not believe I saw the feedback on, oh, my God, AEW just dropped the ball with this guy. They had no idea how to present Brian Pillman Jr. NXT has made him into a star on one night, and I'm like, what the fuck are you idiots watching? What are you watching? What
1: are you talking about? he, he, He isn't any good. He's never been any good. How slow here's was this match,
0: man? Slow headlocks and slow, like, Ugh. 1995 WWF main event style. Just not good at all. He's,
1: he has never executed well, ever. And I've watched this guy in MLW, on the indies. I've seen his whole career. And he's never been any good. And if he wasn't who he was, he wouldn't even have a career. Let's be honest. This guy would never make it wrestling if he wasn't Pillman's kid. Because he doesn't have anything, and oh by the way, he's thirty years old. This is who he is. This is not some spry youngster coming up, learning the ropes. He's thirty. Right,
0: and he's had multiple what opportunities you... in multiple big places. He's had opportunities on the indies. He's had opportunities in MLW. Had opportunities in AEW. Had opportunities. Opportunities plenty for Brian Pillman Jr. Yet none of them have been. You know, and you he's see never this, and, good. and he's the same as he's always been. But now he's got a weird beard.
1: Now so, he's loose cannon, right? Instead of flying, Brian. That's all. So, it's so funny. Yeah, any, it's like, anybody um,
0: that's out there telling you that they created a star on one night is lying to you. They are lying. <laughs>
1: I, this is what I mean. We need to speak the truth about this awful NXT <laughs> show because people just lose their fucking minds when it comes to this NXT. I can't believe some of the takes you see when it comes to this, uh, this NXT show. And it's like, look, I know a lot of this wrestling media. They, they're afraid of their own shadow when it comes to talking about WWE. I get it. You know what I mean, and and more than anything else, they're afraid of their customer base and their listeners, and they don't want to run people off. And and and, and we have never been afraid. I don't give a shit. What you think of my? I'm here to give you my opinions. And this show fucking sucks, and it always sucks, and this was somehow worse than last year's show. Um, then also, okay. during the
0: match, by the way, if you're wondering what the apparently the 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 way that they're going to do this with the Pillman thing, or, or sorry, Lexis King. Is And I don't know if this is a one-time deal or they're going to keep on going on, but they basically just spent the entire match telling you how horrible of a human being Brian Pillman's father was the whole time. Right. Booker T goes, yeah, I've never heard anybody give a good word about Brian Pillman. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> that's a lot that Vic
1: Joseph said. Well, that, it's well yeah, like when that's your father's not home, you know, ever, it, yeah. it, it leads you to be some ways, and I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the gimmick where he's, like, disavowing his father, and I guess if he's okay with it, then whatever. Yeah, it's you know, just... But it was weird. It's weird, we, though. It's, yeah, we had
0: Brian Pillman is dead from his son, which is whatever. That's fine. But then, yeah, like, Vic Joseph being like, well, yeah, he was uh, never home, and he was on the road, and he was a bad father, and Booker T being like... Nobody ever had a good word about that Brian Pillman guy. <laughs> I'm
1: like, whoa, all right. But here's the thing. <laughs> if you're disavowing him, why are you still look exactly like him right? and are presenting yourself exactly like him? That's the weird thing. And he beat Dante Chen, who, you know, the next round the cuts. Yeah, I might hide yeah, my phone Dante Yeah, Dante want to get Chen, that resume
0: going, yeah. From
1: Dante Chen. You know, they, they obviously don't see much in Dante Chen. Um, you know, but it, it's also, seat Rich, a lot of this stuff, too, is – wwe fans who hate aew they're gonna go overboard with anybody oh, they gotta get one
0: over on on it's, them yeah
1: yeah so it, it's you have to understand that a lot of this praise isn't genuine a lot of it is they just want to stick it to aew and make it like D- wwe is this great star making machine and anybody who aew leaves aew obviously they had to have dropped the ball there's you know so they have to so there's a lot of that with this okay um a lot of it too is people just aren't great analysts and they don't have good eyes for talent. But a lot of it is just people who are trying to stick it to AEW because they don't like AEW or and or they're just you know big WWE fans. But I mean, he's Brian Pillman Jr. We know the deal, he just isn't right, very right. good. Do not do he not anybody talk,
0: that's telling you that he's, he's completely transformed his career and he's a star is lying to you that he's he's exactly what you've seen of him, just in a new, a slightly new coat of paint, or like you said, an updated version of Brian Pillman
1: Jr loose can of Brian Bell as opposed to fly in Brian. So yeah, ne- next, uh, he'll do the stampede version of Brian Coleman. He claimed <laughs> right. he doesn't want to be like his father anymore. And next, and then he'll do the yellow dog. We'll see the yellow dog at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yellow uh, dog, uh, yeah, yeah, Hollywood no, blonde. Well, he already did the Hollywood blonde. Shit. All right. Mm. Yeah, he's kind yeah, of running out. Yeah, yeah he's, he down yellow, he's down to yeah. yellow dog. He's down yellow dog stampede
0: as all he's got left, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you know, we'll, we'll get every version eventually. As this man desperately doesn't want to be like his father, yet constantly is exactly right. like his right. Tries father. to escape so, his father's
0: shadow by being exactly like his father, but worse, with the and weird all.
1: drawn-on beard, like like it's Carlos Boozer's <laughs> hairline. Like, I you know whatever's going on with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. know. Um, it's so weird. So speaking of just overdoing it with with people who jump. Uh, Jade Cargill made yet another appearance. This time, Rich, though, she did not step out of a limousine, which <laughs> she was is all this have done time. with her so far. She was sitting. This time, she got up and she stood and, you know, <laughs> she presented herself. And once again, the praise that people are heaping. Oh, this is how you present a star. Oh, my God. She looks amazing <laughs> in WWE. She looks exactly the same. <laughs> she just sits in various places
0: and sometimes gets up. And sometimes walks out of places. But
1: nothing has changed no. with her presentation. Not a single thing. She's wearing the exact same stuff she AEW. wore
0: every time backstage at AEW. When she told yes. Tony to cut the shit, she looks exactly yes. the same. There's no same
1: difference. hair, same clothes, same look, right? But see, this is brilliant by WWE, and I'm gonna i, I I'm, I'm probably surprising you right now, Rich. You know why this is brilliant? So not letting her wrestle, which is like (laughs) they know she can't do. Right. They know she can't do it. What is the one thing universally that everyone praises about Jade Cargill? Her look. Her look and her presence. So what has WWE done? Just presented her. (laughs) Here she is. She's got great presence. Look at this person. Look
0: at her. All right. Now she's gonna go away. (laughs) But
1: yeah. So it's like they know she can't wrestle. They're probably working with her, and I assume she's down there working in the PC with Robbie Brookside or whoever the fuck, okay? But based on their work with some of the people on this show, I, I, I'm I not confident that they're going to turn Jake Cargill around. When do we get to Carmen Petrovic? But anyway, <laughs> so they know she can't wrestle, so they don't let her wrestle, which is smart. They know she can't talk because we've we've heard her attempt to cut promos. She's a below-average promo. Which is why all she ever said in AEW was "cut the shit, Tony," because there was nothing else there, right? So they just let her stand there and look good, which is the one outstanding feature of her that we know is at a star level. Her right? Presence. They've
0: accentuated the positives and hid the negatives. The positives looks good. The negatives everything else. And they've everything the- else. <laughs> yeah, right? And they've nailed and it. People so far.
1: are lo- and people are losing their minds. Like like WWE has reinvented the wheel with her. She's exactly the same presentation as she was in aew minus the horrendous matches she's had like one good singles match in her life and it was the, the last one on the way out the door but um yeah so we got another dose of uh jade cargill and we had to listen to this again about how great she's being presented even though she's exactly the same <laughs> just um, sitting
0: in chairs yeah she's sitting in a throne this time it was kind of like a lot she of stood on this show and then yeah. she stood up and
1: she looks great look she has great presence we all know that I would never knock that um, Kalani Jordan <laughs> yeah, versus Ariana Grace. I, I mean,
0: uh, Joe, you forgot to mention this is a breakout tournament semifinal match. So please, yes, it was, NXT I, I, I want to get
1: to the other semifinal because I have a lot <laughs> to say about that one. This one, I don't have much to say. These are two extremely average pro wrestling trainees who aren't anywhere close to ready to being on a main roster and, quite frankly, shouldn't even be on this show. That's my summation of Kalani Jordan and Ariana Grace. Um, Now, Grace, I believe, isn't that Santino's daughter? That's Santino's
0: daughter. Yeah, that's Santino's daughter.
1: You think she'd be a little better at this point? She's not very good.
0: Uh, Yeah, she's she's green as grass. I know that she hasn't had that many matches, but she doesn't look like she has any sort of instincts whatsoever. I, I think Kalani Jordan... I, she's not good, but I can see it with her. you know I see that there's something there. There's a gem of something there. Grace, who who is weird because she's trained in a lot of stuff. I know she's trained in fighting and 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 has a fight background and stuff and has you know obviously as we said Santino's daughter, so it, it makes sense. She's almost thirty and she's not good. She's twenty eight years old. Would you believe that she's twenty eight?
1: I mean, she's been around. It's not like like some of these other people on NXT are literal rookies. Like Kalani Jordan, I think, has like right. 20 Kalani matches. Jordan's got like seven matches under her belt
0: or something like that. It's some ridiculously like, low number Carmen of matches. Carmen
1: Petrovic has like 10 matches or something. Right. Ariani Grace has been outside of the system before. And then, so, I mean, it's not like she's a literal rookie like some of these other people. And, you know, it's like, but like with Kalani Jordan, you know, obviously she... If you want me to say something nice, I do think she shows some personality and things like that. She's got that part of it down. But yeah, obviously super green. Now this was now listen to me. This was like this is, peak this, is yeah. this was this one. was peak Minami Toyota compared to Lola Vice versus Carmen Petrovic. Okay. <laughs> Can we just skip to that? I'm dying to talk Go for about it. that. Yeah, Matt. let's talk about both breakout tournament matches here. So Kalani
0: Jordan moves on to the uh, the finals of the breakout tournament. That will be uh, concluded at at next week's Halloween Havoc, Halloween Havoc Night 2. Uh,
1: you know, I could sit here and tell you how putrid Carmen Petrovic is. She is one of the worst pro wrestlers currently on television, maybe the worst. But what good does that do when, as I pull it up, she's had this was her 17th <laughs> match. Yeah. 17. Of course, she's not good. Of course, she looks like shit. Of course, she looks untrained. Because essentially, she is. She's only had 17 matches. And, you know, again, like I said, she's not in there with Aja Kong, okay? She's in there with Lola Weiss, who has had 38 matches. This is the blind leading the blinds. And it looked every bit of it. You know, I, I didn't think it that we could top the Roxanne Perez, Kiana James debacle that opened the show. Right. And then we have the little, you know, two star fucking Brian Pillman Jr. Match and the little two star Kalani Jordan match. And then uh, later in the show, we get this match. This is like a legitimate fucking dud zero star match. Awful. You know, if these were veteran wrestlers, it it's like a fireable offense, how bad this was, but because they're literal rookies who don't know what the fuck they're doing and don't belong on TV to begin with, like, how bad can you rip it? Is it really fair to Lola Weiss and Carmen Carmen Petrovic, to, who, who is no Drazen Petrovic, I can tell you that. Oh, no, no, is, no the, the least
0: it, uh, <laughs> the least skilled Petrovic that I know, uh, for sure. Which
1: I think she's Croatian. She might actually be, well, no, yeah, so she might actually have taken that name because of Drazen Petrovic, right?
0: Yeah, maybe, she's, okay, so maybe I like her now, so. But I wish she could throw a kick without falling. Yeah, I wish she could throw a kick without falling down. But then,
1: yeah, no. But but it's like it's almost uh, it's almost cruel to describe how bad this was. Right.
0: It's it's a match that should be taking place in a warehouse while Robbie Brookside, like you mentioned earlier, looks on and goes, "All right, guys, stop. Here we go. Here's what I would do in this situation, or here's what you should probably do." That it's that type of match that is being aired on national television on USA. In front of millions of people, or whatever, or, or 700 people. And I assure or you, they
1: probably practiced this match. Oh, God, yes. And it's like they only went three and a half minutes and it felt like 30 and a half minutes. <laughs> you had Carmen Petrovic throwing kicks and falling down. You had, and, and here's another problem with NXT, especially with a lot of these people who aren't too deep into their training. They send them out, they don't just send them out there on TV to to do basic holds like level up. If you watch level up, they don't do anything above their pay grade. They do arm bars. They slap on a hold. They, you know, maybe a hip toss if they want to get crazy, right? And that's fine for the experience level that those people are at on level up. That's exactly what they should be doing, right? But when they put them on NXT on this show, you get Carmen Petrovic out there, all 17 matches in her life, doing all this shit that's way above her head. Like doing these fancy karate kick corner kicks and then kicking vice out into the, the center of the ring. And then vice is doing like a forward roll for some reason, which you shouldn't do off of a, a <laughs> getting kicked in the head as a bump. And then Petrovic tries to throw like a missile drop kick and misses by ten feet, and it just looks like fucking amateur hour. And do you know why it looks like amateur hour? They're amateurs. Because they're fucking amateurs. <laughs> right?
0: They're amateurs that are doing Michinoku pro matches for some reason in
1: NXT, and it's like they don't know how to do anything.
0: Learn the basics and then start worrying about all those other shit, guys. Come on, man.
1: Uh, you know they're doing all these spots they can't handle. You know, and and. And then you got people going, oh, NXT, it's on and popping. No, it fucking sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It's torture watching this garbage. Because these people aren't ready. You know, and it's not their fault. What is Carmen Petrovic supposed to say? No, don't put me on TV. No, I don't want that. Of course they're going you know, to, you know. And it, it exposes them badly. But, you know, somehow people eat this shit up. But... um yeah, the breakout tournament matches were an utter fucking disgrace. None of these people are breaking out. None of them are breaking out, Rich.
0: <laughs> They're not breaking out anytime soon. No. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a while until any of them break out and I would uh I'd venture to guess none of them. Kalani Jordan of all might be the only one that breaks out. And I don't, I don't, uh, I wouldn't
1: put maybe the... at least he's got some personality. Yeah. I yeah. Guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. But...
0: I wouldn't bet on it, but uh, if anybody of these four are going to break out, it, it, well, it might be Kalani none of Jordan. these
1: people are going to be fucking having good matches. That's for sure. No, no, because no. none of them are ready to even have basic matches. Um, all right. So chase you wins the tag R- titles. Quickly, from... we,
0: we forgot to mention that Keanu James and her handbag, there were bricks. Now they said they were bricks. Keanu James is throwing around this handbag. She's a very strong woman, apparently, because she was throwing on this handbag like this was nothing. Uh, and she took the Yoshi tonic on top of the bricks, and then then Roxanne Perez, you know, got the bag and opened it up and threw these bricks out. They bounced. they're pretty bouncy bricks, I'll tell you that. And uh, there you go. So they uh, they were bricks, and she revealed that her bag was filled with bricks.
1: Great. yeah, and I don't know what kind of bricks those were because it, it looked like the foam that was in the fucking kitty. <laughs> yeah, board. they uh bouncy bricks, um, and
0: and neither of these people had any issues, no exertion lifting this handbag filled with bricks, uh, to, to get it open.
1: Didn't Roxy do the her flippy do move yeah, the, the, the on bag with the bag? Yeah, they landed on the bricks,
0: so yeah, she presumably took the bump onto the bricks, and then uh...
1: Rich, she can't execute that move. <laughs> like, how many times are we gonna see her do that move horribly? Um, anyway. Chase U wins the tag titles from Fugazi, Tony D'Angelo, and Channing. Two stacks of dimes next, Lorenzo. Uh, I guess this was the best match other than the main event. This was actually a functional match with people who vaguely looked like professional wrestlers, like because Andre Chase is pretty good. He, even though he works to the gimmick, Duke Hudson knows what he's doing, and. By NXT trainee standards, D'Angelo and Lorenzo aren't completely clueless like the rest of these people. So I can't really rip this match. I can't tell you I liked it. I can't tell you it was good, but was it like a two and three quarter star match? Yeah.
0: Yeah, those guys, everybody involved in the match was fine. Everybody involved in the actual bell to bell of the match was fine. The outside, though, was kind of bizarre. You had J.C. Jane and Thea Hale, and J.C. Jane's like a part of Chase U now, but she doesn't quite belong, and she's right. corrupting Thea Hale or whatever. So multiple times throughout this match, she was getting in the way J.C. Jane was and kind of screwing things up for Chase U, and you thought the gimmick was going to be that she was going to cost Chase U this match, and they were going to go, you're kicked out of Chase U or whatever. And then she did fuck up, and then they won the, matches.
1: <laughs> they won the match. The well, titles, no, anyway, no, no, so. no. She wanted to help. She wanted to help Andre Chase cheat. Right. And he wouldn't cheat. Okay. And then you're like, oh, well, well this is how the fake Italian. Oh, you're right, 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 right. And then, but no, that, but then they want, But they then she won, anyway. won anyway. Right, right. And then there was no, like, in the post match, JC Jane, how you doing? She just celebrated with them. You know, she just, there wasn't any kind of friction or anything like that. I tell you, Toxic Attraction 3 has won me over. Yeah, I, good for I, I you. used to, good for you. I used to bag on her a lot. She's got a unique look, like Jim Ross would say. And uh, <laughs> JL might be into it um yeah but yeah it, it it was a functional match which is the which is a high compliment when it comes to nxt uh believe me uh next we had uh <laughs> oh.
0: so i i think before this actually happened though we had a uh a backstage yeah. i want to say uh it was a this... tarot
1: card reading was it or <laughs> no, there
0: was a tarot card reading before yeah in between all this stuff there was multiple segments on the show about carmelo hayes and uh who done it if he attacked Trick Williams or not or did he you know yeah. and so there's a big who done it here so you have you know doing his best RJ City impression Vic Joseph uh yeah. <laughs> interviewing right that was 100% an RJ City ripoff off right
1: uh, or is mean, that just I Vic mean,
0: Joseph is that just what he looks like
1: Vic Joseph yeah i mean he just I, it had some RJ
0: deep. City stuff to it i don't know I, I thought that that was a little shot across the bow at uh, at old RJ but uh well hey w there but uh anyway so so there's a lot of segments backstage where um Carmelo's getting interviewed, and he's like, I didn't do that. Or, you know, interview over. I'm sick of this questioning or whatever. So he leaves. Later in the night, the uh, – I'm just going to skip ahead, plump, lump this all together. Why not? The uh, the guest hosts of Halloween Havoc, Shotzi and Scarlett, uh, are dressed up as uh, twins from The Shining, I believe, is uh, is what they were doing. And they said that uh, – because there's tarot cards backstage. This is all real. I assure yeah. you I am not making this up. How can I make all this up? There's no way I can make this all up. Randomly – carmelo's backstage the women are backstage in their little girl outfits and they go the tarot cards are pointing at you right in the idea that because the, the idea is everyone telling to... them that he attacked trick williams so there you
1: go right which is how the story's gonna end obviously <laughs> right. but um it's just so stupid i can't, this is I so can't put juvenile. it over how annoying all this it's... was
0: but also then we had a spin the wheel make the deal segment where i'm a grown
1: uh, man trying to watch this i'm a grown (laughs) functioning adult watching this fucking horse shit
0: so the creed brothers are 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 come backstage and Shotzi and scarlet are back there in front of the wheel and the creed brothers are like yeah we want a shot at uh, angel cars and Humberto carrillo next week on nxt halloween havoc and then they go All
1: right, but we got to spin the wheel, make the deal, spin the wheel. Yeah, with their exaggerated Halloween
0: voices again. So, all right. Yeah. So they go, all right, let's do it. And then they, Ivy, go there. So Ivy now comes in there and spins the wheel. It makes the wheel noise or whatever. It lands on tables, ladders, and scares. And Joe, in the most blood-curdling way possible, and I wish I had this segment, I would play it for everybody if I could. I'm sure I could find it if I want. Shotzi and Scarlett I nearly threw my remote through the the, the the TV And just said I don't need this anymore I'm done I'm over yeah, this Yeah, They yeah, go tables ladders
1: And scares and I was yeah. like fuck this I'm sick of this Rich pe- people like <laughs> this. this Can you believe that there's people who enjoy this <laughs> And they're like Over the age of 10 <laughs> Oh my god I, I mean, baffling wait till i get to the punchline of this of this fucking segment yeah oh my so God. tables ladders and, and stairs <laughs> it's
0: so bad i'm trying to find it so i can really put into words just how ridiculous it was you won't be able to hear it but you remembered it unfortunately let me see if it's uh it's available well, you, on uh
1: look for that <laughs> i can't see if it's
0: uh, you yeah. know what? I don't think it's available. And you know what? That's fine. We forgot to mention as well New Year's Day played uh, 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 a song at the beginning of the show and then played uh, Lair Valkyria, I think. Or they played some oh, you song familiar called. with this Van- No, God, no. Fuck, no. I don't know who these no. people are. Are you kidding me? No. I just wrote it down in my notes. said it
1: like in new No, I don't You're know like, who New oh, Year's right. Day is. Like, New Year's Day, I liked. I preferred their <laughs> right. older playing their, material. Playing their hit
0: song yeah. that we all know, of course.
1: I, I, I was more into them before they were signed, but New Year's <laughs> Day was here. Right. They, before
0: they got on Atlantic Records, I was a big fan, but <laughs> they they've lost their, a little bit of their uh, <laughs> their edge, but. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, they, they sold out. But listen, you know we all need to make a buck. Yeah, and they right, performed right. their smash hit "Vampire," with a Y, with a Y instead of an I. Of course, it's "Vampire" with a Y. Why wouldn't it be? Uh,
0: so unfortunately, that segment no. is not available on YouTube. So I cannot play it to the uh, much of the chagrin of all you listening at home. I should mention there was another tarot card. Uh, then we can skip the tarot card parts. Uh, there was another tarot card reading with uh, metaphor. Uh, Noem Dar's crew and it's their meta, uh, metaphor, okay, yeah. meta <laughs> four, meta
1: <laughs> dash. Four, Get it? Yes. Because there, there's four of them, Rich.
0: Uh-huh. There's
1: four of these people. Yeah, Meta Four,
0: mm-hmm.
1: number four, F O U R. Yes, to indicate Meta- the one.
0: Because I'm looking at the at this the thumbnail and it has all members of Metaphor, and there's one, two three and exactly like you said four people there is in fact in, four in, yeah in it's noam dar
1: and three geeks that are going nowhere Jackson <laughs> yeah, jackson's one best. of them it's...
0: i don't remember the other Aura one and i don't remember the other one is
1: one
0: of them and then i don't remember the
1: other one so um so don't worry you don't need to learn the names of these people <laughs> yes, it's they're, fine. So, they're not long for this career they're but, looking at tarot um,
0: cards backstage and noam dar's doing his alicia folks thing you know what i mean where the only reason yeah. he's employed with that company is because yeah. he talks like that and in the background akira tazawa steals the nxt heritage cup
1: Yes. <laughs> no, you know, I, I actually, <sighs> I saw someone today say that Akira Tozawa knocks it out of the park ah. every time he's on the screen mm, in okay. WWE. Yeah. So. People like this shit, Rich. Mm-hmm. They enjoy, There are people who genuinely enjoy this fucking show.
0: Joe, it very nearly beat an uh, AEW in the demo this week.
1: You know, there's, <laughs> it it's, so going to, it's going to be beating NXT. It's going to be beating AEW soon regularly because of the paths that they're up. But listen, there's pro wrestling that I hate with like every burning passion of my soul, like uh Choco pro where they wrestle in the dentist office. That Yeah. Emmy right, 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 yeah. That's like the worst pro wrestling I've ever seen in my life. It really is. I've never seen anything worse than Choco pro, but I get why people like it. It's quirky. You know, it's like, I think it's the fucking drizzling shits, and it's the worst thing I've ever seen. The Junkyard Lucha. the fuck's that called? Zona 23 or whatever the fuck it's called? Uh, Zona 23, yeah. It's awful. I can't fucking stand it. It's junk. But do I understand why people like it? Of course. It's guys maiming each other in a junkyard. I understand the appeal. It's It doesn't go over my head why people enjoy it. I just think it sucks, and I don't want anything to do with it. Right? Lucha Underground can't stand it i get why people like it it's got that comic book appeal i guess or you know whatever the fuck i go right down the line i could tell you a million kinds of wrestling i don't like but i understand the appeal i cannot pinpoint why anyone enjoys nxt i don't get it how does anyone how do you not think that this is like the worst shit i i understand It drives me insane every time we do this. How can you watch this and think it's anything other than fucking horrendous on purpose? Like, I feel like it's bad on purpose. Like, I think it's like a joke I'm not in on. Is that what it is, Rich? Is it, like, so bad on purpose that I'm missing the joke? Is it tongue-in-cheek? Is this whole thing tongue-in-cheek?
0: It might be going over my head as well because I maybe that might... (sighs) It's the only possible explanation, because I, I, I'm i the same way. And I didn't want to talk about NXT, like I said. I didn't want to talk about Halloween Havoc. I'm perfectly fine not talking about it. But when I see people praise it, and I know that it's not good when I watch it, I'm like, all right, maybe I'm wrong this time. Let me watch it again. And it's just, I don't know. I At, at some point, I it, something's got to give here. <laughs> something's got to give. this show's either not going to be the worst fucking shit I've ever seen in my life, or people need to stop pretending that it's the, it, it, it's great. I don't know. Something's got to give first, and, and I don't know what it's going to be.
1: I know, like this is a something you shouldn't do or say. I I think less of you if you say you like this. Like I I can't help it. Like I think less of you if you if you genuinely enjoy this. So next it, up, it's this not is even light. only
0: it's not only bad from a wrestling standpoint. It's bad from a show standpoint. Like if this is what it, you're it, finding, it is, inter- please, dear God, watch something else. Go. There's plenty of channels. There's 17 streaming networks and apps and stuff. Dear God, watch something else. <laughs> if you're a wrestling Listen, fan and you like this, I don't know what to tell you. you. You like different wrestling than me. If you're somebody that watches no other wrestling but really loves NXT, I, dear God,
1: watch something else.
0: For God's sake, watch something
1: else. That's the thing. I think this is like the worst TV show that they're forget the wrestling aspect of it. Just as an a television show, it's awful. Um, Rich, they do this lights out match with Blair <laughs> Davenport and Gigi Dolan. They literally turn the lights off. Right, shots. He goes, "Lights out," and the lights go <laughs> out. Halloween voice time. <laughs> 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 and The lights go out. They pull this comically large, like light switch—a
0: <laughs> giant right? lever, like a, yeah,
1: like a giant fucking lever. <laughs> that co- the that you would see on like Double Dare, like a big, <laughs> right? giant, yeah. fake lever, like <laughs> like you'd see on a Nickelodeon game show in 1998, right? that you know isn't connected to anything, right?
0: Yeah, I'm supposed to believe like, this This 40-foot lever is like the, the, the main right. breaker for the entire building.
1: Next, they're going to stick their hands up a comically large nose and look for a flag inside of the, the slime <laughs> snot, right? Right, right? That's what's next. It's like this double-dare fucking lever. And they pull it, and I'm waiting for them to push it back up because... A lights out match. AEW does these, and by the way, I hate them. There, I you know I hate the lights out stip. It doesn't make any sense. How does it not count? It's happening right in front of me. I've always hated. This is
0: unsanctioned, but here is our referee and our ring announcer and our our ref,
1: our (laughs) ring announcer, our video pat. Yeah, I hated them in the territories. I hate them in AEW, but this wasn't even a lights out match. They never turned the fucking switch back on. They wrestled in the fucking dark. It was very quite literally a lights out match that's not how any of this works. That's not what a lights out match is. They, they This lights out match, they turn the fucking lights off. And good, because I don't want to watch Blair Davenport and Gigi Dolan wrestle anyway, but they wrestled with the fucking lights off. And I don't remember a thing about it because I'm just like, what the fuck is this company? It's a literal lights out match. They're going to wrestle in the fucking dark with like this, this purple hue. Like I, and there was like a little bit of light, so I guess they could see like purplish light. Say something, Rich. What the fuck was this?
0: <laughs> it's well, of course. So when the light, so it was like the pitch black match. If you remember the Mountain Dew pitch black match with with uh, oh yeah, with, yeah, with, with Wyatt and, and LA yeah. Knight, it was like that. Um, and as usual, it's an NXT plunder. We already had on NXT plunder match earlier. So we had another NXT plunder match this time. They hit each other with WWE branded kendo sticks, uh, WWE branded uh, trash cans and Gigi Dolan took a, a bump about four feet through a, la- a, a table that perfectly split in half a, a WWE branded black table that perfectly split in half. And then she rolled Kicked. around like she was electrocuted. And then the match ended. So,
1: Oh my God. Electrocuted. Rolling around like she was electrocuted. <laughs> people like this <laughs> adults grown adults enjoy this as entertainment um and then the main event which was completely just
0: dis- different than all this other stuff it was just two people that wrestled for a title and had Yeah, a and it was good match. fine and let's <laughs> yeah. not
1: go crazy it wasn't right. like it was you know it was fine I, it was like a three and a half star match um you know and valkyria wins the title but it was you know what my god did i appreciate it just for being a fucking wrestling match where people who were professionals wrestled like professionals and had a good match. Yeah, mm-hmm. what a change from the rest of this. Uh, it was junk. like a
0: complete like you, you had to rub your eyes and be like, what am I watching? A professional wrestling show here? What's going on? And, and yeah, it was just uh, two people that wrestled and they wanted to um, determine which one was better than the other for a title. And then one of them won the title, and a bit of a surprise that uh, Valkyria you know wins the title, defeats Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch probably done with NXT for now. They. God, they better hope that uh, some of that uh, Becky Lynch dust that she's been spraying all over uh, NXT and has done well for ratings uh, carries over to whoever the next you know WWE main roster person that comes in or they've put over the next wave to kind of keep them up because she's been doing great, you know, really moving the ratings a lot. And I do wonder if we start to see a drop now of whoever that next person is going to be because she's been more successful than pretty much any of the other ones. I mean, Seth Rollins has popped that one number. Charlotte, as, as we've mentioned, never ever pops a number there. Dom has, quote, has popped some quote, numbers. Quote unquote
1: Dominic. Quote unquote Dom. Yeah,
0: quote unquote yeah. Dominic does ha, did yeah. pop some numbers, but sustained popping numbers plus feeling like she was actually like a big time star on the show. That's what Becky Lynch filled. And and yeah, it, it appears like she's out. I mean, now that she doesn't have the NXT title. There's pretty much no reason for her to be in NXT. So I'd imagine that she's, she's done, and we'll see whoever the next person they move in uh, here is. But, uh,
1: I, you know, night, night two cannot be worse than this. It can't. But I said last year's we couldn't be fucking <laughs> worse. It. Let me let me pull up last year's. Actually, let me let me. Yeah, see I, I'm actually
0: I'm gonna, gonna, gonna find out what the uh, the card for uh, Halloween Havoc uh, night two is gonna be. You so find can, night two. Yeah, I'll get I'm you all. Find... I'll get you all squared away. Here we go. All right, I got it ready for you. Here, NXT Women's Breakout Tournament Final Match: Kalani Jordan versus Lola Vice. Mr. Stone is going to be facing Bron Breaker. We forgot to mention that uh, Mr. Stone went to go visit Von Wagner in the uh, the PT. Von Wagner's uh, can barely walk at this point because he got beaten so badly by Bron Breaker. So Mr. Stone says, "I know I'm going to get killed next week, but I'm going to do it for you." And Von Wagner goes, "Thank you." And he goes, "I'm yes. going to do it for you because you're my friend." And Von Wagner goes, "Do it for him. You're my friend." Mr. Stone goes, "Yes, I'm your friend." Yes. Great. Uh spin the wheel, make the deal. Tables, ladders, and scares. <laughs> the Creed Brothers. <laughs> oh, versus Garza and Alberto Carrillo. Uh it's dirty Dom Mysterio versus Nathan fraser for the NXT North American Championship. WWE women's tag team titles. Chelsea Ugh. Green and Piper Niven versus Chase Ugh. U, Thea Hale and J.C.J. That is going How to be horrible. Yeah, it's going to be horrendous. God. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley, who did a fantastic Tiffany Stratton impression, by the way. Yes, she did. She was backstage doing the Tiffany Stratton and nailed it. Uh, she then, was th-
1: Tiffany Stratton for Halloween. Yes,
0: yes, beginning. yeah. For the record, yeah, she was. And then uh, the main event: Ilya Dragunov defending the NXT title against Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, I mean that show's going to be better than this. Piece. Yeah, that looks yeah. That that's like the Creed versus Garza and Carrillo, even though it's Tables Ladders and Scares will be better. Uh, Stratton and Henley will be okay. Dragunov and and Hayes will be good. Dirty Dom and and Nathan Frazier will be fine. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be better than
1: this one. It's going to sure. be a better show. So last year's and now I now that I'm looking at it and it's my memory's been refreshed, I'm correct. This year's is significantly worse than last year's was somehow. Even though it was my worst match show of the year. Five-way ladder match to open the show. Wes Lee, Carmelo Hayes, Nathan Fraser, Ora Mensa, and Von Wagner. And that was like fine. It was a WWE ladder match. And the main event, which was Braun Breaker, Ilya Dragunov, and JD McDonough in the three-way. Remember okay. that oh, yeah, one? yeah, match? yeah, yeah. It was yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah that was it fine. was fine. It was everything in the middle that was awful. The Apollo Crews Grayson Waller Casket match. Oh, Remember that one? Yes, yes. That was not good the julius creed damon kemp ambulance match <laughs> oh yes my least oh i
0: fucking hate ambulance matches the worst God, that was fucking watching horrible. guys put guys on a gurney and walk them towards the entranceway. way it's so bad yeah. <laughs> that's what it was yeah
1: the uh the
0: oh mandy is he gonna be rose... able to wheel
1: them all the way no <laughs> it's like why would i yeah. want to watch this the mandy rose alba fire Whip match, but the thing about this, aside the fact that Mandy Rose was in it and she's fucking terrible, and even Cage Match gave it a four. Um, if you remember, they made uh Alba Fire made Toxic Attraction one, two, and three go through like a fucking haunted house to get to the match, remember? So Oh, you right. Like the- yeah, 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 yeah. All of those segments where they're, like, getting chased by zombies and shit. Remember that? Yeah. So that was, like, this year they replaced it with the tarot cards. So on top of all those awful haunted house segments where, like, remember, like, the organ was playing itself. Like, no one was sitting at the organ, but the keys were being pressed. And there were, like, (sighs) zombies chasing them. And they they were screaming and running away. And then Toxic Attraction 2 and 3 were, like, murdered or whatever. And then Mandy Rose was the last one left, and then she had to face Alba Fire in a uh, in a championship match. And then, of course, Rich, the worst of them all. <laughs> the worst match.
0: <laughs> I know you remember this one. Oh, yeah, there's a YouTube video about it, too. I will try to link it in the, uh, the show notes here. It, it, I believe our entire segment on that is up on, on YouTube. It is Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez in a – what was the stipulation here? I don't remember.
1: Oh, you remember. Weapons Wild, Rich. Of course it was a Weapons weapons Wild. wild. One of the worst matches you'll ever see. Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. Where is Cora Jade, by the way? Actually, let's not say the name three times. They might bring her back. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy without her. Uh, We don't need any Cora Jade in our lives. We definitely don't need that. Um yeah the but between the weapons wild match the haunted house I the I forgot the haunted match, house really dragged that entire
0: thing down cuz that was it like It really did it was seven so segments it's... during the show and it was like oh, oh, what's going on over there and it's like oh, do, do, do. yeah it was awful just the worst yeah. shit ever the, yeah. the
1: organ playing yeah. itself the fucking <laughs> you know just totally ridiculous um yeah and I remember it it made us melt down so badly that we put it on YouTube and um you know, this year's I think was was somehow somehow managed to be worse because you only had the one decent match, the main event, and the other show had two decent matches, and you had all these untrained fucking people on. The, yeah, this was worse to me. I, what do you think? Which one do you think was the worst show? Um, it was this one. This one
0: was so bad. I, it was it was it was just so. From the minute the show started with the the goth metal band screaming at me I was just being yelled at and screamed at the entire time like audio wise visual wise just I'm sure last year's was bad and maybe it's just a recency bias but this one felt worse in all ways This
1: one, I think this one was worse because there was some professional
0: wrestling that was okay on the the last Halloween Havoc
1: All right. so you want to you want to completely lose faith in humanity I've been saving this for the end of the review yeah why not this fucking show
0: oh no Okay. Let me. See. I'm. I'm sitting down, but I'm. I got. Okay, I sat down again. All right.
1: This fucking show on Cage Match is currently sitting. You can't. Even though you know I'm going to give you a high number, you would lowball this. <laughs> this show is sitting at nine point two one on Cage Match currently. It is currently one of the top 100 professional wrestling shows to ever take place in the history of the world. NXT Halloween having night one. You gotta care to be. comment, Rich Crage?
0: You gotta, you gotta be lying.
1: No, look it up. Nine point two one top 100 all time of, of of ever of ever of ever. Here's the vote breakdown. Two people gave it a six. Ah, okay. One person gave it a seven. Both way too high, by the way. Yeah. 19 people gave it a nine. And 20 human beings. (laughs) I thought this was the best. The perfect wrestling show. That this was the perfect wrestling show.
0: It will never get better. Than nxt halloween havoc night one 2023
1: you can match it but you can't top it (laughs) 20 people scored this show a perfect 10 a 10 this show kalani jordan carmen petrovic falling over herself she can't even stand she falls down when she completes moves 20 human beings scored this a perfect 10 and think this is peak pro wrestling that you cannot top.
0: I'm I'm looking at one of these. What the
1: fuck is happening here?
0: (laughs) I'm looking at one of these 10 out of 10 reviews. This is great. You'll love this one. I don't think this is an AI written one either because some of these you read and it's like absolutely fantastic wrestling show from top to bottom with
1: indubitable (laughs) ratings. I
0: read all of them. (laughs) Okay. Do you know about, did you remember Nitos? Nitos, N I T O S, says 10 out of 10. Quote. Can we just take a minute to appreciate NXT's women's division? These girls rock. Most of them are below average in the ring (laughs) besides Lyra, Roxanne, and Blair. But man, they put so much effort and do everything to make this division interesting and compelling. The creativity and character work from those girls is top-notch. They breathe wrestling props to the nxt management too they give so much exposure to the division and do so well to make it all meaningful as far as the show goes it was great fantastic job was done to make the halloween theme purposeful and engaging absolutely stunning main event was the icing on the cake 10 out of 10 from Nitos. how
1: about this guy i
0: love the below average in the ring but they try really hard
1: 10 out of 10 yeah <laughs> like... how about bunch of letters and numbers here you ready okay for this what one? do we got of course a 10 quote NXT proving time and time again why they are head and shoulders over any other wrestling show or brand at the moment. And today was the nail in the coffin. An absolutely splendid show. Splendid. With, ev- with every match being great. <laughs> every match was great. I'm with her. Every this, match this being person. great yeah. to excellent with the right outcomes. <laughs> The match of the night was Becky versus Lyra and had a completely different and amazing aura to it and is for sure a women's match of the year candidate.
0: Oh. It's not even Becky's best match in NXT in the last month, right?
1: It's like, no. <laughs> but that And that's like the least controversial thing in that review. Yeah. This is the thing. I read every one of them, and they're not bots. No, these are real they're people. They're not AI written. These are human beings. Among us. They go to work. They presumably pay bills. And raise children. And they think. That this fucking garbage. One of the worst shows I've ever seen. If I'm being honest. Definitely bottom 10%. Was a perfect 10. You can't get any better. Than Roxanne Perez. And Kiana James. In a children's plastic playground blowing spots you can't get any better than this rich this is peak pro wrestling to these people are we done why do we do this like i don't what, know what, we what have we to come on we here don't. nobody do
0: else will
1: do we have to be the only sane voices in the fucking universe with this shit
0: yeah yeah sorry it seems to be that way, man. This is it's it's so weird that in the time that we've done this show, in the 10 years that we've done the show, to see how different things have come where it felt like when we started doing this thing everybody was doing the you know, I'm a high level wrestling fan, and this stuff isn't landing for me, or this sucks, or this, You know, I mean, it, it. Not that every show was coming on and just talking about how much wrestling sucked or whatever, but it felt like most of the wrestling podcasts were giving like an honest thought and a real, you know, hey, this I like, this I didn't like, you know, these things are good, these things are bad. Like, let's review these shows. Let, you know, it felt like there was a lot of those, and and more than not, it was people that were. Pretty hardcore wrestling fans doing these podcasts, doing these things. People that would watch stuff in Japan, people that would watch stuff in Mexico, people that were, for lack of a better term, kind of hipsters about some stuff. You know what I mean? Be like, ah, you know, that match sucked, but this indie show in front of seven people, that, that was actually really great. This is the best match of the week that I saw, not this thing on WWE's pay per view or whatever, but it's totally turned around the 10 years that we've done this to the point where now we are, it seems like the only people on earth that still don't like stuff that we watch (laughs) that watch stuff and go, yeah, I thought that sucked and, and, and say, Hey, you know, this is why I think it sucked. And, and, and here's my reasoning behind why I think it sucked. And I just want to let people know that it sucked. I feel like we're the only ones left where it felt like the entire podcast game, the entire wrestling media, the, the, the wrestling analyst, it felt like that kind of was the, that we had just such high standards that, that almost impossible to meet standards with major league wrestling and now we're in the fucking... I don't know, man. We are the last people on Earth that are negative about anything in wrestling. And it, it I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened over the last 10 years.
1: That's why we got to review these NXT That's shows. That's
0: why we got it Because no one else is going to. You're going to listen because to other people
1: that are going to tell you this was good.
0: And it wasn't. It's
1: <laughs> so bad.
0: <laughs> Just can't it let that happen. It's so
1: fucking bad. You know, it's... Uh, that... Uh, that abysmal, totally abysmal, Hakaru Shida versus Ruby Soho match from Dynamite. Did you see that? Rich? I did, and that was
0: again Akira hokuto versus you know insert That's whatever like the... insert whatever great whatever when you think of a legendary Joshi wrestling match in your head, close your eyes, think of that match. Boom, that was what Shida and, and, and Ruby was compared to every single one of these women's matches on the show. Except for I Maki mean it de- and de- Paokiri, of course.
1: It, it definitely wouldn't have been the worst match on this show. No, top it hat. wasn't worse than top hat. than Lola Vice versus Carmen Petrovic. Car- that was worse, or the Perez Kiana James thing. Like, and that was the drizzling fucking shits. Maybe the worst match on Dynamite this year.
0: Yeah, so bad. A few people that I respect tweeted, maybe we should just get rid of the women's
1: division. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> like honestly being like, day. all right, maybe
0: we have to have a conversation about getting rid of the women's division.
1: Yeah. If that's your championship match between two people who are normally pretty good, yeah. or you know passable, let's not get crazy. Yeah, one of
0: one of them is pretty good. The other ones, you
1: know, I don't know. The other are one's been on the, the on, on the
0: fumes yeah. of a reputation of being good for for a very long time. Even though
1: she's not. is really she a pretty good? Is she good? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I can't. It, it's depressing. <laughs> I review these NXT shows and I end up press don't, do don't do it don't do it next week
0: just don't i have to wa- no, watch <laughs> yes don't. I do. we did our halloween havoc watch halloween havoc 1989 instead just do that it's
1: gonna be better though rich
0: <laughs> i think Shotzi's gonna be your host again so just so you know and she
1: is it's and she's gonna have a bunch of she she changed her little she has seven different costumes
0: on this night and and she was edward scissorhands I really and and, it. and Pinhead, Pinhead, and then she was one the, of the, the girls from The, the Shining. The Shining. Yeah, was...
1: um, so the wrestlers all had fucking. <laughs> Somebody was like the clown from It, Pennywise. Yeah, someone yeah. was. uh I think Roxanne Perez was Freddie. She was Freddy Krueger. Yeah, she was Freddy. But she's like a sexy yeah, Freddy Krueger. Yes, you know? yes, like, yes, yeah, showing yeah, skin. Fred- if you ever wanted to fuck freddy krueger <laughs> right, well, that's what she had for you there like, yeah. ugh, whoever thought about fucking freddy krueger you know yeah a little
0: freddy krueger in booty um, shorts with like visible skin all over the yeah, place with yeah a midriff yeah
1: want freddy krueger with a midriff there you well, go i got the show for you yeah um you know so a lot of i i like how kiana james didn't bother though she's no like, she's no, like I'm, I'm just gonna just,
0: wear my normal gear <laughs> i'm just gonna come with yeah. my normal gear and
1: I'm wearing my Pornhub female boss outfit, and that's it, because that's what I wear every week. And I'm not, I'm not putting on a gimmick. Um, it, it's funny because Brian Pillman Jr. was his dad as the loose cannon for Halloween <laughs> on this show. So yeah, he maybe was, he won't uh, look
0: like this. Maybe he won't look like that all the time. He was just playing his his loose cannon, Brian Pillman, his dad on this episode. But next week, Lexus King will look like a different guy. Right, Yellow Dog. Right. <laughs>
1: gg dolan was doing something weird i don't know what the fuck she was was,
0: oh she was a beetlejuice she was beetlejuice oh okay she was a sexy beetlejuice
1: oh again i've always wanted to fuck beetlejuice (laughs) right now you got the opportunity that's right so now yeah i've always wanted to see beetlejuice presented as sexy that's something i've always dreamed about watching uh michael keaton in his uh classic role um as uh beetlejuice with the zag nuts candy bar and uh Alec Baldwin and Winona Ryder and the whole Gina Davis, the whole crew. Um, see, I think TNT or TBS doing 24 hours of Beetlejuice next oh. on Saturday or something. Oh, that's not that good of a movie. But so, whatever. Well, well, you can watch it 24 hours starting at 2 p.m. on TBS this Saturday.
0: So they're, they're doing the Christmas Story gimmick with Beetlejuice?
1: Yes, 24 yeah. hours of Beetlejuice. Rich. <laughs>
0: Oh, Chris's story kind of stinks too. A little so Harry
1: Belafonte fine. number at the end, right? Yeah. yeah you I don't get like into BLG. it.
0: I don't like Beetlejuice. So. Not a Beetlejuice guy? Not a Beetlejuice
1: guy. No. No. The snobby city folk moving into Baldwin's house. He's all annoyed, <laughs> right? He's a ghost. Him and Gina Davis. They're simple country folk, Rich. They don't like this. They don't like it. You know? Um, well, it sounds like, it sounds like you're going to be on the couch watching us. And... Didn't. Uh... Didn't Winona Ryder's father in that movie get canceled at some point? He's the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off the Principal. Oh. I think he got canceled. Wait, Ben Stein got canceled? No, Ben Stein was <laughs> – Oh, no, he's the teacher. The, the teacher. teacher. <laughs> I was like, I had a heart attack. I was like, well, what did Ben Stein do? Well, well, Ben Stein – well, I mean, if you want to take it, like, he's canceled because he was a Republican.
0: Ah, uh, like, okay, that, okay, like, okay.
1: Like, but, like, like, not That doesn't, like, like count, but – Yeah, yeah like, he right, right, ben. right.
0: Oh, I, I wasn't like, sure Ben Stein was, like, doing, yeah, he's a sex pest. I'd be like, whoa, really? No, no, Ben no. Stein? Okay.
1: No, but the other guy is, the guy that was the principal got and the guy it, that's in it, Beatles. Got it, got it. Let me make sure that's the same guy because I don't want to <laughs> slander. Yeah, someone yeah, you who, don't want
0: to. We can't, we canceled someone last week. Oh, Dick Justice. We canceled him and he wasn't actually. And
1: he was not, in fact, canceled. So, Jeffrey Jones, is actually. Jeffrey Jones. Name. Okay. Is he canceled? you have seen what? him in a million things. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. In. The face
0: looks at Howard the Duck and shit. Yeah, I've seen this guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I believe, was canceled. Mm. In fact, he was, yeah, Charles Dietz in Beetlejuice. Charles Dietz. Uh, Ah, uh, here we go on the wiki page, the criminal offenses section. All right, which, let's let's, let's lock is. in here. All right, what do you got? Um, following leads, oh, this is like a Manlib. Following leads in an investigation of Paul Rubens.
0: Oh my, <laughs> okay. So the so somebody they were investigating uh, uh, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, Paul don't Rubens. laugh too hard
1: because this gets dark. Oh, okay. Uh, Jones was arrested in 2002 for possession of child pornography yeah. and soliciting a 14 year old boy. To produce sexually explicit images between September 2000 and May 20, 2001. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to continue reading no. about what he's accused of, no. you can do that on your own time. Um, oh my God, this is ins- oh, okay, I have to read it. No, I'm not going to read it. Please don't read um, it.
0: <laughs> let people if they want to do their own research. Please. Uh...
1: He paid the boy to pose nude. Oh no, I can't. I'm not reading this. Yeah, let's. I, this let's, is, I yeah. can't read this. I'm reading it, but I'm not reading it out loud. Um, he was also arrested twice for failing to update his sex offender status, first in Florida in 2004, then six years later in California, pleaded guilty to the felony charges in California, receiving community service, an additional three years probation. How about putting him back in jail? That Yeah. When you read like, what he did, yeah, when you read what like he I did, should maybe you're going to be like, okay, how about locking him back up? Um Upon learning of his involved uh Jones record locals insisted the public should have been alerted considering their families that visit the set because he actually got work after that oh my God oh no Hollywood come on um
0: Hollywood what are you doing
1: yeah so anyway so Beetlejuice yeah hi on TNT great 24 hours of Beetlejuice get into it <laughs> Just Jeffrey of, Jones. Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. I mean, I know everyone listening is reading it right now. It is. <laughs> I'm not, and I don't want to. I'm. I'm good. Fucking. Yeah. I mean, my God. Um. All right. How do we pivot from this? Yeah.
0: Now we got to transition somehow into something else. So, I don't want to be old, uh negative Nancy here. So let's let's move on to something that uh, I enjoy. Let's talk about. Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory, Joe. Let's talk about that. Did you did you catch up on the Bound for Glory this week?
1: Um I yeah, watched the
0: whole fucking show. Okay, they, okay of course. Okay, I know you're a man who does his work. Of course you watch Bound for Glory. So I was there live um at the show did a Instant Ish reaction live on uh on it wasn't live as Instant Ish reaction uh, over at Patreon.com the morning after I attended the show. Uh, Bound for Glory. So that is all up there if you want my extensive thoughts and review, my live report uh, from being at the show. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how you want to do it. I don't know if you want to do match by match. just talk about big picture stuff with Bound for Glory. Obviously, the big story, and I guess we'll we'll start off with this before we get to the matches themselves and the actual event yeah. itself, was in the final segment of the show, a video played on the Jumbotron, and it was announced that Impact Wrestling would be returning to the name Total Nonstop Action tna they said that uh, quote we still hear from tna chants wherever we go fans have longed for tna wrestling so that's what we're bringing back in 2024 tna wrestling we're back that was from scott demore the president of impact wrestling so starting in at uh january 2024 at hard to kill january 13 2024 it'll be tna hard to kill and tna is officially back so what'd you make of that news of tna back at it with the old total Nonstop action name
1: I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think it means anything. You know, what what it means is this. What it means is they're going to get a couple days of press coming out of this Bound for Glory show that they weren't going to get otherwise. Because nobody was going to be talking about Bound for Glory otherwise because nobody ever talks about these impact pay-per-views or these TNA pay-per-views now, I guess. But... You know, because were any of the headlines, oh, Will Ospreay has matched the year contender with Mike Bailey, Alex Shelley retains impact world title. uh, You know, no, the headlines were all that they're reverting to the TNA name. And so from that standpoint, did they get some publicity for a couple days? Yes, they did. Will they get some publicity again to a lesser extent when they change the name at Hard to Kill? Yes, they will. Is it going to mean anything? No, it's not going to mean a thing because it didn't mean anything when they changed the name from TNA to impact the first time. It's not going to mean anything changing it from impact to TNA. And I mean that positively or negatively. It's not going to mean anything from a positive standpoint. Everyone knows the same company. And I've seen some people say, Oh, why would you go back to that reductive name? It meant tits and ass. It was this Vince Russo thing. First of all, there are grown adult wrestling fans who Don't know that that's what TNA meant. I I made that point
0: in my instant reaction of like, as I was saying it, I went, wait a minute. Nobody uses the term tits and ass anymore. I don't recall the last time I've heard people use that term tits and ass. And like you said, there's adult wrestling fans that have never once used the words TNA to mean anything else other than total nonstop action.
1: Correct. And these are grown adult wrestling fans who might even be TNA fans who aren't even aware what those three letters meant back in the Nashville Fairgrounds weekly pay-per-view days. That's such ancient history that I don't think there's any negative connotation to the TNA name uh, other than TNA being a tainted brand in pro wrestling for presenting some of the worst shows you'll ever see. But I think we're so far removed from that 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 doesn't matter either. And I think, and from from the positive standpoint, I don't think it means anything either. I think this is a whole big nothing other than getting a little press and a little publicity and, you know, everybody tweeting out, oh, TNA is back with an exclamation point and everyone seems to be positive on it. But ultimately, it doesn't mean a thing. And if you weren't watching Impact before, you're not going to watch it because they're changing the name back to TNA. And if you were watching Impact, you're not going to not watch it because they're changing the name back to TNA. It doesn't mean anything. Their product is going to determine their growth, period, no matter which name they use. And even if they have picked a third name that they had never used before, it still wouldn't mean anything. So uh, to me, it's just, it's 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 a story that, I mean, it's it's interesting from the standpoint of, I just got used to calling it Impact after all these years. And now I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I finally get used to this. I think we now changed go we, we changed TNA. the header
0: on our website because we always had, you know, it's a TNA slash Impact Wrestling. I added Impact Wrestling in like 2010 or whatever, 2011 when they, they changed. I think it was 2010. And I kept that until like, easily 2020 and then
1: finally i was like all right i gotta just lose this tna thing <laughs> just put impact right. wrestling and then fine. i gotta put it back now so yeah it, it, i finally disassociated the tna part in my brain and now they bring it back but yeah no uh, short answer to my long answer i don't think it means anything
0: my official ruling on it was can't hurt might help uh, i don't think it'll hurt anything i don't think anyone's gonna that was watching impact wrestling is now suddenly gonna say oh god damn it i'm done if they're going back to tna i'm not watching this thing no one's gonna do that no no one that was watching impact is now suddenly gonna stop watching and then like you said nobody that was on the outside looking in now maybe did you get a little bit more publicity maybe did you get a few more eyeballs did you get people that were reading press releases going oh yeah all right will those people check it out they might i, I don't know they might check out hard to kill they might check out a weekly show but there's always limitations to to what impact slash tna can be they're they're on access tv that's not a good Place to you know, for growth. You're not gonna get a whole lot of growth being on access. uh their you know their core roster, their core everything is just kind of you know. It, I, I like a lot of stuff that Impact does or whatever, but it's not enough that's gonna make s- the people suddenly go and check out this show. I mean, I, I was at this show and it was sold out and it sold out early. It sold out because of Will Osprey. I mean, you watch that show and the number. I mean, the guy who was over ten times more than anybody else in the show was Will Osprey. You know, that's why I was at the show it was because of Will Ospreay, and it's like if you could book Will Osprey every week. Yeah, sure. Maybe you could talk about like, oh yeah, we'll get some growth, but you know, at the end of the day, it's still that core TNA Impact roster and it's, you know, it hasn't grown in the last couple of years. It's not going to grow, you know. So it's one of these things where, yeah, I I'm officially at can't hurt might help. You might get a few more people that check it out, a few more people that go, oh yeah, all right, maybe I'll but at the end of the day, it's just something that they wanted to do to connect their history. They're I know they're redoing some other back end stuff and their website and their streaming service and whatnot. So yeah you know it's fine it it, it it works and as uh as liam liam jones points out in the uh, note of chat room uh, i said selfishly great for uh my own podcast brand that has tna and all of its social media yes good news for the uh you've got to be kidding me podcast who uh for them tna never went away tna never went away Well, at some point they'll have to go to uh talk about impact but uh, for right now they're still in the uh, tna era so uh they're pretty good for now but yeah i, I don't know it's just like yeah, try it. Why not? Why not? I mean, the, the impact name, there's not exactly a great history attached to the impact name either. <laughs> you know, like d- it felt more professional at times when it was called impact wrestling and it didn't have as many, you know, hilariously awful things happen as it did when it was TNA, but whatever. Yeah. It, who cares? There's, there's, there are people out there that do have warm nostalgic feelings for TNA. So yeah, why don't you use them? Cause you're not going to lose anything with this, so I'm 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 exactly like you are. I'm I'm at can't hurt might help at this point, and and probably leaning more towards can't hurt won't hurt won't help. Just whatever. It's it's just a different name that they can call themselves and, and and different branding. And you know, they they got you know what they got exactly what they wanted out of this. They got a bunch of publicity. They got people talking about it. They got us talking about it. They got press releases. So that's what they wanted out of it. So congratulations to them on that. It it definitely worked.
1: Yeah, that that's that that's really what it comes down to. And what that's worth probably isn't a whole lot, but. I mean, you mentioned Will Ospreay. Let's talk about him. I mean, his free agency is ramping up. And he hired Barry Bloom, the uh, infamous pro-wrestling agent. And listen, I've been trying to tell people for months that WWE was going to be heavily in play. A lot of our listeners laughed at me. I don't know if a lot of them did, but some of them did. We'd get comments on the YouTube upload and and other places. Look, I've been told that WWE was going to be in play from the start. Now, is this Will Ospreay playing all sides like he should for leverage? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, obviously, on the heels of this show and working Josh Alexander, you know, it, uh, TNA has said we'd love to have Will Ospreay. And, of course, of course course kick they the will. tires. <laughs> yes. And you call Barry Bloom and you see what it's going to take, right? You're You're not going to win out. You know, it's, um, I mean, if you're Billy Corgan, you fucking make the phone call. It might be a short one, but you make the call. Every company that people. considers
0: themselves a major player or all player in this industry has to call Barry Bloom. And just at least say, what's the price? Okay, well, that's fine. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate the time. Uh, a little rich for my blood. Yeah, but thank you. Right. For, you have yeah, to. you got to make that call and at least get the number. Maybe you put them on hold for a sec and you sit and you go, no, there's no way we can do that. Okay,
1: sorry. Thank you. Bye. Have a great one. So. And maybe impact does get a aggra- I mean, you know, you, ha- you saw Ed Nordhelm's tweet, ah, this is just the beginning, you know, with the name change going back and everything, and we got some more stuff up our sleeve and all this. I mean, who knows? Look, Will Ospreay is at the point in his life, he's 30 years old, it's time to cash in the chips. And he knows that, and he knows that every company in the world that offers contracts is going to make a major play for him, and he's about to become a millionaire he he's obviously making good money now working you know under contract in new japan for all these years and uh, you know calling his shots working all these other places and and i'm sure his rate isn't exactly cheap but he's about to cash in the chips and make life-changing money he deserves it he's earned it he's been the best wrestler in the world for five years and this is the point in people's careers where the body starts to ache and Um, you're not in your 20s anymore. The 20s lifestyle of living in an apartment, bouncing around the globe, doing pro wrestling with creative freedom and hanging out with your friends and partying, your mindset changes. He met a lady. She's got a kid. So he's got a kid now. He's talked about that. He's getting serious about his life. He's getting serious about his career. And he's going to sign a multi-million dollar deal with someone Um, obviously AEW is going to be in the mix wwe it's publicly known and that's been reported that they're hot on his trail and he's got some decisions to make you know Um, would i completely rule out impact no that doesn't mean i think that he's going to go there i would put it at less than one percent but look at it this way what if he decides you know what I'm gonna let this TKO merger settle. I'm gonna see how WWE kind of settles with things. I'm gonna uh, see what's going on with with AEW. I'm gonna sign a short term, big time deal with Impact, and I could be a big fish in a small pond for a while. And I can continue my freedom. I could keep working New Japan as a freelancer. Right. Which I if you go to Impact in you Will
0: Osprey, you call the shots and you say, Hey, I'm going to do That's this right. show. I'm going to do this show. I'm going to do this show. And they are not gonna be able to say, Oh, no, 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 no sir. We no, they're gonna get-
1: give you whatever you want. Right. And 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 you're going to be their top star, right? But I don't think that's realistic. So realistically, you're really talking AEW and WWE because as, as New Japan would love to keep them. I don't think they can match those offers. I don't think that's financially the
0: they, they can hang with those guys now. At no, this point. because
1: he's gonna he's gonna get more from WWE or AEW than people like Okada are getting in New Japan. So if New Japan, even if Will Osprey takes a discount to stay with new Japan. Well, they're going to have to push him as the top guy because they're going to be paying them top guy money, you know? And, and I just, I don't think it's going to work with new Japan. And I think he's ready to, like I said, cash in the chips and, and the artistic freedom portion of his career. I think he thinks is behind him, which is why he's checking off all these things off of his list. You know, he's wanted to to work impact for real. I know he did a couple short matches, you know, many years ago. They don't count. He wanted to come to impact and, and have a match of the year contender, and he did that with Mike Bailey. And he wanted to use the Styles Clash in an Impact ring, you know. And these are he, these are dorky things that right, he, he wanted to do. Right? You wanted to do a chop battle a with
0: Marafuji. You wanted to get in there and chop the fuck out of Marafuji, and have Marafuji yeah, chop the, the ra- fuck out yes. of him. Yes.
1: So he went to No One wrestled Marafuji, and he 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 uh, he headlined the Copper Box twice this year, which is something he had never done. If you look at the other Royal Quest shows, he was in the mid card but this year he headlines it for rev pro and he headlines it for uh, new Japan at Royal quest three. So it's like, that's another, he worked Wembley in front of 80,000 people and got a fucking tattoo. He's, he's accomplishing the last of these things he wants to accomplish the Mara Fuji match, all these other things. And it's time to cash in. The question is, where does he end up? Obviously I hope he ends up with AEW. Uh, not so much because it's funny. Not necessarily because I'm dying to see him be full time in AEW because I'm kind of down on AEW right now, mostly just to not see him go to WWE. Yeah, that that would be heartbreaking for me. And I'm
0: usually not a yeah, guy that he'd like be,
1: he'd be retired.
0: Yeah, it, that I I'm I, I'm not somebody that gets like that emotionally invested in in, in wrestlers or whatever because it's like yeah whatever guys come and go companies come and go you know i mean we've always said on the show that like the thing that we are always able to do is kind of adapt and and change with the times and if something's not working for us we just move on and i don't i'm not all in on like one guy and it's like ah if this guy's gone then i'm not watching wrestling anymore some people are that way you know what i mean some people are just completely invested in a single company or a single wrestler god would it be gutting to have will osprey show up in, in in WWE? i mean that
1: that one would hurt yeah. for a yeah. lot of reasons yeah. now now there's matches there i would love to see him wrestle logan paul I I, it's Logan and I I always screw this up. It's Logan, not Jake, right? Correct. I would love to see him wrestle. I think Logan Paul and Will Ospreay could have a match of the year. You know, I think Logan Paul with his athleticism and the things he can do and what he has shown the ability to pull off moves and look like a true professional. Could you imagine Will Ospreay guiding that guy through a moves match and what they can do together? Like I would, I would love to see if that, Seth Rollins you know? could
0: put together like fucking incredible work with Logan, yeah. Will would, would take him to an absolutely
1: Yeah, because it wouldn't just level. be a, a dynamic series of moves like the Logan Paul matches have been and they've I've enjoyed every single Logan Paul match. Will Osprey would have a real match with that guy and guide him through one, you know, and I think that that the the ceiling would be match of the year, but with those two guys. I would love to see Will Osprey stay with me here wrestle a motivated seth rollins because they have that history sniping at each other on twitter and i think osprey has even mentioned seth in some of his media interviews lately as he you know talks about his potential landing spots and i think that seth rollins is a little jealous that guys like will Ospreay get all of this hype from the smarks when he feels like you know seth rollins recently had that quote he said i feel like if if i forget the exact quote i'm paraphrasing He's like, me at 100%, I'm better than anybody. And he was implying. Yeah, he's wrong. uh, Hold on. He was implying that he can't be 100%. You see what I'm saying because of where he is? Now, I don't necessarily agree either. But Will Ospreay responded to that. And he said, uh, Seth Rollins says at 100% that he could be the best. Well, at 50%, I'm already the best. So imagine me at 100%. And then he went into match building mode and started building a match with Seth Rollins. But I think that those two guys, if you got them in the ring together, would be motivated to show the world that they can have the best match in the world. Would it be? I don't know. But I think that they want to work with each other is what I'm saying. So there's things that he could do in, a- in WWE that I would be interested in. The problem is the list is short. And then after that, he's, a re- he's fucking retired. I don't get right. to see and, him and on – And
0: we got Michael Cole screaming about him and, and, uh, and, yeah. and the growling ring announcer – and, and there's too many other things that would just annoy the hell out of me immediately. So,
1: yeah. And you know, and, and, and he would inevitably work the house style and tone down and, and look, I, I I can't blame the guy if he wants to go get the bag and, 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 and he's basically he's toned down his style a lot as it is. I mean, he's doing a lot of more power-based stuff and, and things like that. Cause you know, that this is the natural curve with, with, uh, with the, with these kinds of wrestlers, but you know, I, So, you know, it it would be disappointing because the thing about it is right now, currently he's still the best wrestler in the world. And that's why it would be disappointing to see him end up there next year when he's still going to be the best wrestler in the world. And while we might get the occasional incredible match, like some of the ones we've mentioned, maybe he talks them into letting him do something with Ricochet again or, or fucking Walter. I don't know. There's other guys too. Those would be fleeting. There would there'd be a, a finite right. number. There's a blows. lot of them
0: there, but it's like, there's like six of them or whatever. And then you're kind of done. And then it's over, you know, and, you're,
1: and you might not even get the opportunity to do them all. You know, it's like, cause the company, the way it is and you know, and, and ultimately he's going to end up doing a bunch of shit that we're not interested in. And it's a shame to waste the best wrestler in the world in his prime on that company right now right. from, from a selfish standpoint of, I want to see this guy keep being the best wrestler in the world. Whereas if he ends up in AEW, you still have all that. You know, they can book him if he's under contract to them, they can book him without any, you know, uh governor or reigns because he, he, he could do whatever you want with him because he's your guy. Plus, if he goes to AEW, he could still go to New Japan. And he could still um, you know, maybe if he if he ever wanted to go down to Mexico and work CMLL or triple right, A. Right. But if he wants he to wants, work
0: at Wrestle Kingdom or whatever, he can. Yeah, and that he there's can still do
1: it right, right or if he wants to go work with Vikingo in in a triple at triple mania, or if he wants to give CMLL a shot and work with fucking, uh, you know, the new mascara, whatever the fuck he, he can still do that shit. If he signed, he could have his cake and eat it too. He can get the bag and he could still flex his creative muscle and, and satisfy his artistic itch, you know, by working in other places as well. So he has a lot to decide and, he you know and he's talking like he's like i'll listen to impact i'll listen to the I, i'm interested in wwe i'm interested in AEW. I'm, I'm gonna listen to new japan i'm gonna listen to billy corgan if he calls me you know and it's like and that's how he should be playing it what's really in his head i don't know we know that in the past he has left off the idea of going to wwe but that's when he was 26 27 right. years that's old That's when he was a
0: single guy uh 26 years bouncing old, around the world yeah without a lady you without know. a kid and without you know 10 more years Partying, of, of wrestling on his, his, on his body. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not worried about his bank account necessarily, you know, and and things change when you're like, okay, now I have to make money because my body's not going to last forever. I've got responsibilities. I got this family I love and your mindset changes. So I don't know. Um, I don't think anybody knows. And he's going to play this smart and he's not going to let any, and anytime anybody asks him in one of these media deals, of course, he's going to say, "Oh, yeah, I would love the work at impact. I would no, love to it, work here." It behooves here. him to, to say
0: there. that he would he would take offers from all these companies because, of course, he should say that because that's how leverage works. He should never yeah. say, "I I want to be in AEW and I never want to go to WWE." That that does that's not good. Make make WWE make you an offer, bring that offer to AEW, make them make you an offer, bring that offer to WWE. Do that as long as you can. Make that make as much money as you possibly can when you're when you're a valuable asset like that. That's what you should be doing. Playing those two off of each
1: yeah. other. Yeah, and you know it's. Um, i don't think anything is off the table with him you know i wouldn't totally shock me because he's a different kind of thinker if he did resign with new japan and just kept doing his own thing you know in between the new japan tours maybe he just truly loves new japan and he wants to help that company right, climb back Rockwell out of it
0: along the way i mean because he can also still yeah. do a lot of england stuff yeah i don't know
1: i he he's he's a unique fella
0: for sure and that's i think that's why it'd be so disappointing if he just went to WWE and that was it and it was like yeah he works over to now and he works but doesn't it concern you that it feels like he's checking off things off a list it here? does it does but then again like it does but he's also he's done that for the last couple of years in my mind like it feels a little bit more deliberate this year that he's checking stuff off but it does feel like over the last couple of years he has just taken any cool match that he could find so i i don't I get, your, I, get, I get the worry. I get it for sure. And that does worry me a little bit. I'm with you. But it, it, to me, he's also a guy that, that has been pretty open and done as many cool different things as he possibly can. So he doesn't feel like this year doesn't feel that much different than last year did for me in, in terms of him doing stuff. But he is, he is checking a few more boxes off this year for sure.
1: What's left for him to do outside of WWE? There's really not much, yeah. He's won the IWGP heavyweight title. He's worked Wrestle Kingdom. He's worked a Wrestle Kingdom main event. He was the most over person on the biggest pro wrestling show in history. He uh, went back to Impact and checked that off. He worked Marufuji finally, which is something he's wanted to do for years. He got that Mike Bailey match out of the way that was supposed to be at WrestleMania weekend last year. Someone else he wanted to work with. He got Callum Newman into New Japan. his His protege to give that kid a shot and get his career going. He
0: got Aussie open a bag from AEW.
1: He, yep. He got Fletcher and Davis. You know, he he's, there's really, he's worked, you know, multiple AEW pay-per-views. He worked for Bidden Door. There's not much left for him to do outside of, can I headline WrestleMania? Can I be one of the biggest stars in the biggest company? And I don't know if that's what motivates him at this point. Or if he still has the attitude he had when Ricochet tweeted at him a few years ago and said, hey, you can join me here. And his response was like, yeah, well, that's never happening. I don't want to go there. You know, I don't know if that's still how he thinks. He's not going to tell WWE that. He's no, going to hear no. them out. Even if he really thinks that. He's going to hear, you know, and then go back to fucking Tony and Kidani and say, all right, well, you know, here's what you need to give me. You yeah, know, I, I want to
0: stay with you, beat this offer right here, and I'm staying.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, give me 80% of this and I'm yours. Whatever his tactic is, right? Like, maybe that is how he's going to play it. <laughs> I, You know, no one knows. So, um, it's, it's going to be contract season, you know, and he's going to be free.
0: The, re- the, the real end, war of, of 2024, not the fake war of 2024. This is the real one. That's yeah.
1: correct. Yeah, the real biggest free agent of 2024. Because we all know the other guys signed. So, um, you know, and, and again, I, you know, I would be very wary of that. We know they're interested because they've said they're interested. And it's Will Ospreay. If you're not interested, you're out of your fucking mind. You make exceptions, right? Because he can't be a top star wherever he goes. But you still have to keep an eye on this TKO Endeavor stuff. you got to keep an eye on it and whenever wrestlers ask me for advice contract wise, I, that's the first thing I bring up. I'm like, you got to keep an eye on the, 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 the moving parts over there yeah. and how they're going to handle free agents <laughs>
0: this week, especially man. <laughs> it's been, yeah. it's
1: that, that is not a
0: done, that is not a, hey, we've wiped our hands and we're all right. Now we're full steam ahead with Endeavor TKO. I mean, th- that's a very fluid, very interesting situation that continues to, to, to change and adapt. And, and, uh, yeah, even this week with uh, Endeavor looking like they're going to go private. Um, That doesn't necessarily affect TKO all that much right now. It,
1: yeah, it does. Yeah, two different situations. They're, they're two but... different. Yeah,
0: and Endeavor is the company that owns 51% of the TKO and, group yes. holdings or whatever. Endeavor
1: is the majority owner of TKO, which is the publicly traded company, which was UFC and WWE, the merged company. Which right. is now, Endeavor owns 51% of that, and Endeavor would be going private but that not TKO would remain public. Right. But you know, Ari Emanuel, you know, that ringing endorsement of Vince McMahon, when the merger was taking place, is no longer a ring. No, no, quite the
0: contrary. When asked, you know, why, why their television deal wasn't as high as they expected. And they mentioned, well, you know, Vince McMahon might have something to do with that. (laughs) You know, everything we've been talking about. Right.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, and he blamed Vince and now, you know, and now Vince is out of the creative spot and, and, you know, it's just so many moving parts. It's so volatile. And it's always going to be volatile.
0: Also, you know? and maybe they make looking at the history of how Endeavor handled UFC negotiations, there were several top right. stars that were huge draws in UFC that when contracts came due, they said, now nah, we're good. We'll just move on without you guys. Yeah. We're not going to do you. Thanks for your services. Yeah. We're moving on. Right. Yep. And, and that's Francis scary. Dugano, and look, yeah, you, you drew a lot of pay-per-views. You're still in the top of the game, but uh, you can go do something else. We're good.
1: Yeah, and maybe right now they make exceptions for people like Jade Carkill and Will Ospreay because of the, the upside that they see. But if you're that next level down free agent, I don't, there's no evidence right now that they're in signing mode for people like that. Right. I mean, Brian Pillman Jr. Was a developmental signing. That's a whole different thing. You know, so it's, we don't know yet how they're going (laughs) to handle. And look, that report came out. Was it Fightful or someone else? That there's a bunch of contracts coming up in 2024 and they haven't started uh, extension talks with any of them. No. Yeah. Those people that were waiting for that call to figure out what yeah.
0: they're going to do with the next yep. contracts. Haven't quite gotten that call yet from old TKO group holdings. So,
1: and that speaks to my point that maybe they see everyone with the exception of the tippy top stars as expendable at this point, just churning them through the mid card machine and maybe Nick Khan's strategy. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think Nick Khan is more powerful than Vince right now.
0: Uh, As of this moment right now, absolutely. He absolutely is. I I bet he has Aries, you know, ear more than Vince does right now. For sure.
1: Yeah. And it's like, and I feel like his strategy is we have this stable of people who are in their 20s in NXT the fuck we need these 38 year olds who are making seven figures when we could just replace them and pay these right. people. We're paying Ziegler, a year.
0: what? And what does he offer us? Uh, right. nothing really. Okay. Well,
1: he's gone. Then. <laughs> like we're... Nothing. Grayson Waller can't give us for $400,000 or whatever the fuck, you know? So it's like, that's why I tell these middle-class free agents, look, let this play out. You know, don't be burning bridges where you're at You know, be careful. Um, but, yeah, Will Ospreay, I, I felt like we hadn't really talked about we that had, yet. yeah, yeah. But, it's a
0: good opportunity to do you know,
1: it. WWE is absolutely, and now I hope people can see, like, what I was talking about months and months ago because I had my ear to the ground on it. I had some people check in with me and say, hey, look, WWE is realistic. And there's that whole WWE Europe thing, which I don't know when they plan on rolling that out, but they would love to build that around Will Ospreay. And that wouldn't even require him to move to the United States. Guy just redid his kitchen. Maybe he doesn't want to move to the United States. Did you see that? He just I did. Yeah, fucking he's there with a,
0: yeah, he's got the screwdriver going, and he's watching. Yeah. Uh, I forget what he was watching on the, the other TV, but he was watching some wrestling going on, he was too. watching
1: yeah. New Japan VTR videos and responding to. Uh, I think <laughs> that's that's what he right. was watching. But he uh, motherfucker just got a new microwave. Who says he wants to come to America? I'll leave all that behind. I said TLB this week. Be like, oh, I found two houses I want to buy. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> I'm like, we just put in granite countertops in the kitchen. We can't leave now. <laughs> that's a, no, that's we gotta, a sunk we gotta, cost. we got to
0: stain these things for a little bit. Yeah, we got to cook on yeah. these things. we got to cut on them. we got to, you know.
1: Let yeah. the kids destroy it first. I mean, geez, it's a sunk cost at this point. We can't be moving right now. I didn't even. I, that conversation went nowhere. I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know how much these houses are. I don't even want to. I don't want to know nothing. I, the
0: thought of moving just horrifies me. Oh, right?
1: it horrifies me. I'm like. And she, she's like, she frowned. I'm like, take that frown and keep on walking. I don't want to know nothing. This is not a conversation I want to have, you know? So, uh, you know what? You know what I did? I went to the kids and I was like, oh yeah, you know, mommy wants to move. She wants to leave our house. And I played their, (laughs) you know, they don't want to move. Yeah. We don't want to move. You know what the boy said? So funny. He says to Brittany, he goes, but if we move, we, we won't have four TVs on the wall anymore. He's not wrong. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's a boy. boy. That's
0: a she, boy. She's like, What are you doing?
1: She's like, We would bring the TVs. We're not going to leave the TVs. We'll put them on a different wall. I'm like, No, nah, no, nah, the boy's right. He's right. He's, he's He brings up a
0: fantastic point. You don't know about the wiring in that new house. You have no idea about the wiring no, in that new house. No, yeah. no,
1: no. He, he wants to watch the golf with his old man. You know, he doesn't <laughs> want to. He, he, he got to have those four screens. Um, yeah, but Will Ospreay just did his fucking kitchen. Yeah, maybe he wants to stay in the fucking wherever the hell he lives. The docklands. I a little docklands, but yeah, let's go with I don't that. I yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I was watching that naked attraction. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I've I not. Are I don't you into that I, with the I, nurse? I, nah, I can't do. I can't do naked people. It, it, it's too much. Yeah, like like normal naked people is. I can't do it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like normal naked yo, they're people. It's so yeah. fucking gross. You know what I mean? Like, These aren't like the all human hot body, people. Yeah, the yeah. human
0: body is it, the male human body is absolutely hideous, absolutely horrendous. horrendous. It's just horrendous. So bad. Male body, like, like even so, like the female body is is you know, they, but a male body, just a normal male body, like a dude, just a normal ass dude with his tiny yeah. little dick and his gut and yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. It's, it's, like, why does? Any, why would any woman ever?
1: I mean, you know what I mean? Like, look at this. His non his non-erect shriveled up little thingus. <laughs> right. Like, come on. Like, I'm like, nobody hairy. wants to look at that. Yeah, I got a yeah.
0: fucking gut, like, you know, a little bit do of Do you ever
1: Do you ever get out of the shower and look in the mirror and be like, how did anyone ever want to Yes, fuck Every me? night, every day, every morning. It's like I have
0: to look at myself and I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, this poor probably like, a woman has to
1: sit how down. How does my hot wife has to, to pretend that she's attracted to yeah. this. Why? Why does she want to fuck me? Like, yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, men are the worst. Like, we're so you know, gross. I watched,
0: oh, we're hideous. I watched this
1: naked attraction. That's why I can't
0: watch Hang it. On. I don't want to see men. I don't want to see naked dudes ever. And it's not. It's not a. It's just they don't look. They're like gross. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean it in like a. Oh yeah, yucky. Like, I just mean like the male body is just right. You don't want to look
1: at naked men. Yeah, they're hairy. and are disgusting.
0: And weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> unerect penises so yeah it's gross <laughs> little shriveled thingus. yeah no one yeah. wants to look at it so so uh my point here was whether like when someone gets eliminated you know like like they come out of their little fucking tube or whatever yeah, that's yeah, contained pod tube thing going little yeah. pod and the music plays down 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 and they come out of the tube and uh and the host says their name and where they're from and the show is based in the uk and I popped big the other night because this one guy was from the docklands. Oh, there it is. She was, like, <laughs> she was like, oh, his his name is. He's twenty eight years old. His name is Liam. He's from the docklands, and he's a day laborer, right?" And like,
0: <laughs> Right. How, and it, how was Liam's body? Pretty good.
1: Yeah, he was he was the shit. Yeah, covered in <laughs> tattoos. He was a mess. So they um, and then they did, then like the woman, the picker, you know, like who eliminated them. They have a really awkward little brief exchange. Sometimes they give a little naked hug, you know, and then, then Liam hits the bricks because he's a little man. Yeah, yeah, hit the bricks, you know? Liam. And then the host is like, that's not going to be a match, I'm afraid. You know, Liam, you know, you're going to have to go. And, you know, he hits the bricks. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, I, I popped so huge. You got a
0: Docklands guy. You got Liam from the Docklands. There you go.
1: When the guy was from the Docklands. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's the only reason I that up. But. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you know, whatever it was, I don't, yeah. I don't remember. i sure uh, it's right, yeah. And I went with Liam because that's like a twenty percent hit. Yeah, it's, no, they're they're every
0: every other person from that area is, is named Liam. So,
1: what we've got here is Gareth. He's yeah, thirty-one. <laughs> Gareth or Liam? He's, yeah. He's from North London, and he works in sales. You know, and he comes down with his shriveled little dingus <laughs> tiny and, little dick. You know, yeah, yeah, that's. That's how it is. You know, Nathan in the chat says Rich wants them erect. I want them erect because when me and TLB watch this, we're like, wouldn't this be easier for the woman if she saw the penises erect? Because you want to know if you're a grower, there's a shower. Um, the other thing there is is-nothing
0: more hideous than the unerect male penis. It's fucking gross.
1: Well, and here's the thing: I didn't know this, but in the UK. The vast majority of men, like 90% of the guys on these shows, are not circumcised. Oh, yeah. That's always very... another
0: wrinkle and everything. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. No pun intended with the wrinkle. But, like, <laughs> in America, most people are circumcised, right? Like, most. I would say it's the opposite. Not everyone, you know, but they're all, like, here's a funny thing. Like, TLB, she probably has what I would consider for her age an average body count. Like very average, you know, an average body count. Like she's no, she's no nun, okay, but she's, you know, she's
0: that Will Chamberlain out there,
1: right? Exactly. So the first time we watched the show, she was aghast. She was like, "What is with these dicks? <laughs> oh my god!" And I'm like, look at "That." Yeah. She never, she never saw an uncircumcised. Yeah, I think dick. that's probably, yeah,
0: that's probably right.
1: And I, I had to explain to her. I'm like, "Oh, these guys are just uncut. They're like uncircumcised." She's like, "What?" where's the head? i'm like yeah if you're not used to it it it, it's
0: it's a bit shocking it is
1: yeah you gotta peel the fucking shit back to get to the head you know and she was like oh my god she's like retching i'm like look (laughs) she never saw it before you know it was new to her like she got used to it eventually i'm like listen you have definitely seen uncircumcised dick in porn you just don't know it because when it's hard you don't know the difference anymore like like so that's why I say, too, like, it would be easier on this show if all these dicks were erect, because then you could see the true size, too. Right, right. Because I think it's, you know, it's a little deceptive and for these no one, ladies. No one is they're... at their
0: best with their unere- uh, unerect little shriveled-up penis, trust oh, me. Oh, God,
1: no. I, I would never go on that <laughs> yeah, fucking oh, God, show. zero.
0: Or I, just, you know, I would no make sure. Shot. I'd be in there the whole time making sure. You know? <laughs> It's at least <laughs> to some attention, at least, because I'm not walking up there yeah, with it and an, an, no, that that's not good for anybody. Nobody wants to see that. So yeah,
1: I've got a big swinging dick, and even I wouldn't go out there. You know, it uh, humiliating—a <laughs> fucking unerec dick—and you're just standing there, and and the show is just meant to be shallow. So they're just ripping these people apart, like in a polite way. But it's like, I, I like when they get eliminated for stuff like their feet, and they're like, uh, you know, I don't like this one's feet. He's clearly doesn't clip his nails. Like I like that. Like that. That's real good attention to detail. I, I always get behind. I'm like yeah, you know, if you got dirty fucking right, yeah, what, toenails, what, what, what,
0: you're probably gonna be bad about other parts of your life. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right, like you're, you're probably, probably smell, not a clean yeah. person.
1: Right. You know, especially if you know you're going on a show where you're gonna be naked. You don't even clean your fucking toenails. Right, like, right, right. Like, what does that say? You know. So um, anyway, there was a guy from the Docklands. On uh, Naked Attraction, we probably—I think there's four seasons. We must have watched that in like a binge, day and a half. Just went it's nuts,
0: just, yeah, hell yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Kids are in bed. All right, put it on. Couldn't wait to get back to the Naked Attraction. What a fantastic, what a fantastically trashy, fucking show, you know. But after a while, everyone like looks the same. Like after a while, like it, they all start to blend in, and you know, you know, because you, know, you get the the six women up there, and I'm like, all these women look exactly like. What is there even to pick from? You know, the other thing is, I think they do really bad fucking boob jobs in England for some reason. Like the the tit jobs. Ah, uh, not good. looking I don't good. Know. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They must have <laughs> a great doctor. They, <laughs> yeah, they definitely don't have Doctor Rude here from Conn. He does tremendous work. I can attest to that personally, <laughs> sir. Doctor Rude does outstanding work. <laughs> Richard Ruder. I, I, I don't know his first name. I he's just, I you know, the handshake that that man got <laughs> when when, uh, when he got done with TL. I'm like, sir, it's tremendous work. It like uh um, like one time I flew and the turbulence was awful and I thought I was going to die. I, I must have hugged that. I hugged that pilot. I shook his hand. That's what Rude got after the boot job he gave TLB. <laughs> Dr. Like, oh, Rick Rude, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What I'd like to have
0: right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, impossible not to, th- to think of Rick Rude. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, did, he have a st- spe- did he have a mustache or no? He,
0: have a- he
1: spells it different, too. He spells nah, it uh, all right, all right. like R-U-U-D or some shit. I don't it's know. like Bobby Rude. He's got like yeah. the Bobby Rude.
0: Of the dogs. One half of the dogs. One half of the dogs. One half of the dogs. Bobby Roode. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the dirty dogs. Uh, uh, about for glory. Um, again, we don't have to go match by match. Talked about it on I, the... this
1: show fucking rocked.
0: Uh, thank you. Okay, I'm glad you had the same thought. I, what, what, what I would say about this show- and, and the live perspective is always a little bit different when you're there live and and the crowd's hot or whatever, which this crowd was hot all night for for just about everything. Is I thought this show was paced perfectly. That you had you started out with Sabin and Kenta. This was, was this the most effort you saw Kenta give in like years? Now, that's not saying much. For the record, like, we're, I'm not talking about, you know, this isn't classic Kenta here. But I thought he tried here. I don't know if he was just excited about the crowd, excited about the opponent, whatever it was. I thought this was, like, the best Kenta's look in a singles match in in a... This,
1: this was, like, a three-and-a-half-star Kenta match.
0: Right, yeah, which was... is how often do you get that anymore with, with Kenta? I mean, usually you can tell he's loafing. Like, he looks like he's actively not trying. This He, he looked like he was trying a little bit. So, you have that match to start out was pretty good. And then they decided that every time there was going to be a good match, they would follow it with kind of a weird match or whatever, but one that would, you know, be fun or whatever. So you have the Monsters Ball match, which was stupid, and it was just guys going through, you know, weapons and stuff, but it was 11 minutes, and it was a nice, you know, you have the Saban Kenta, you have a pretty good wrestling match. Then you go to this Monsters Ball thing. You take that back, and then you come back after that with the world title, the Impact World Title, uh, World Tag Team Titles, I should say, ABC and and the Rascals, and those guys are bouncing all over the ring, doing cool stuff, doing crazy things, having a a very, very good uh, tag match in my mind. Not not a great match, but a really, really good one for about ten minutes. They get out of there. Then you have Osprey and Bailey, which is fucking phenomenal. And then when that. When that match is over, we'll go back and talk about the matches. When that match is over, yeah. people need a cool down. Like I and, and I don't really believe in the cool down match as much. You know, we always would argue about that. People would say, "Oh, right, you got to have a cool down match." Bailey, Bailey and Osprey needed a cool down match because people were just going nuts. People wanted to kind of go to the bathroom. They wanted to kind of chill out because it was everybody was there, hundred percent attention for Osprey and Bailey the entire time. Once that match was over, people were like, "All right, I need a little bit of a break." What better break than a, a, essentially a dollar store Royal Rumble? Perfect. Half an hour, they just fuck around for half an hour with this Royal Rumble. People come, people go, people enter the ring. people, And, and you got people on the outside going, all right, cool, I'm going to run to the bathroom. I'll be and then you lock in for the last two matches of the night. Now, <laughs> Trini and Mickey, we'll talk about that. It was a bit of a cool-down match of its own. But then Shelly and Alexander, which I thought was, was, was really, really good as well. I just thought it was a perfectly paced show. When it was done, I couldn't believe that my three hours or four hours or whatever had gone by that fast. So, yeah, I, I phenomenal pacing of this show. Really, really good pacing from top to bottom.
1: Yeah, and you know the the dollar store Royal Rumble. I could take or leave that. I guess the big news there is Sunny Kiss debuted. Um, Cardona's back. I guess would be the other one. Cardona, who I'm just over. I'm I'm I have no use for Cardona and his routine anymore. Um. But yeah, everything else ranged from good to pretty damn great. Because I, I thought Will Osprey Mike Bailey was better than Will Ospreay Zach Saber Jr. from the I
0: a hundred percent agree. I have that in my notes. Or or
1: rather Royal Quest three, not the rip.
0: hundred percent in my notes the same. I, I I said that that's what I wanted to talk about is is where would you put this versus, you know, we've had this this week's great Zach Saber, Jr., uh, this week's great Will Ospreay matches, you know, every week uh, it seems like there's another one. I thought Bailey and Ospreay, and again, live live building, you know, changes a lot of things. But I went five on it. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought the last ten minutes of that match were just like some of the best shit I've ever seen. The counters were great. Bailey doing the spin kick out of the corner, and Ospreay taking his head off with the hidden blade, and and just god damn, was there just such good stuff here in the kickouts and and making you believe, god damn it, Mike Bailey might win this match, even though you know for a fact Mike Bailey's not going to win this match. I thought when it was all said and done, I was like, now that is a fucking match, man. That that is. That is just spectacular work from from Ospreay and Bailey. So I, I loved it. I, I went five in the building. I've seen some other people say, I ah, you know, watching on pay per view, I was more four and a half or four and three quarters or whatever. But I'm pretty confident my five in the building. Man, that that that, that thing was a special match that I was watching.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you if four and three quarters was out of the question because I thought it was really great. No, and, not at all. You know, you know, borderline match of the year contender um, for sure a match I'll be thinking about when I construct my top 10. I don't know if it'll make it, but I, I thought it was better than the Sabre match. And I thought Shelly and Alexander was a four-star match. And, you know, some of the other matches you talked about, you know, the Monsters ball match. That's not for me, but they worked hard. They got in you know, and tag out there match,
0: in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fine with that. If you're yeah. going to do that shit and throw each other through some tables or whatever, yeah, get in and out of there in 10 minutes. And they did, and that's fine. I got no complaints with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the Ace Austin Chris Bay match against the Rascals. I mean, that I couldn't kill you if you have that in a notebook. That was a really good match.
0: Yeah, I went four flat and on that one, which is pretty good for a ten minute match. Yeah, where they, just I, go, listen, they go wild. That, that was they did. That was some great tag team wrestling, man. That was great. Hot tags into heel face stuff into high flying. Like they integrated high flying and classic tag team wrestling very well in that match. They, those guys deserve a lot of credit for that.
1: Yeah, and um, you know the 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 Royal Rumble thing is is just silliness and. Which is fine. Um, It's
0: okay. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, you know, who of a two career comes out. It's perfect. You know, something like this is, I always say that about Rumbles. There was only that one WWE Royal Rumble that really sucked. Most Royal Rumbles are fine. They're okay. You know what I mean? You just don't care that much. You just kind of sit back and and laugh and and whatever. And that's how this was. It was was a half an hour. Everybody kind of needed that cool down. Everybody needed a chance to go leave and go pee and go get something to drink or whatever. And it was fine. It was inoffensive for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Grace won, by the way. She beat uh, Bully Ray. So.
1: Yeah, I think that as far as Sonny Kiss goes, it's a good spot for Sonny Kiss to be with Impact. Did Perfect you actually.
0: did you tug your collar as much as I tugged my collar when Sonny Kiss got in the ring and, and cleared everybody out or whatever, and the next person up was Bully Ray, and I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is going to get uncomfortable. I quickly. mean, I didn't
1: tug my collar I because, you know, obviously they would have worked out. You know, I didn't think – um, anything like problematic no i just thought bully was gonna be like who
0: the hell are you what the heck is in my wrestling ring or whatever and then instead they just danced, and then sunny kiss played the divine role when they did the what's up and it was actually like oh all right that was kind of cool so there we go
1: yeah i mean um i wouldn't have re-signed sunny kiss either if i was tony khan i didn't think sunny kiss had any kind of real upside in AEW, but i i think this is a good spot for sunny kiss uh, I wouldn't have pushed Sonny Kiss in AEW, and I don't blame Tony for moving on. And I think Sunny Kiss has a better chance of in this company. But but again, I still think ultimately Sunny Kiss is a mid-carder. But uh, it did surprise the crowd. Uh, Rich, do you believe in Joe Hendry? I do. I peed yeah, next to Joe you cla- Hendry. Yeah,
0: I peed next to Joe Hendry earlier
1: in the night. I so. uh, peed next to yeah. Joe Hendry. Hey, he's from Europe, so uncircumcised, right? Uh, Did I didn't take, take a, a look. I didn't take a look. You didn't look. take a peek? I didn't take a no. peek,
0: but it is great because right. uh, somebody was talking about this before. They were talking about it. I forget who it was. Someone on our Discord was like, why is Kenny Omega always shirtless? And I said, well, he's a wrestler. They're always shirtless. And the example I brought up is Joe Hendry. I get to the arena. I go to the bathroom right away after being in traffic for a little while. I go to the bathroom. It's me and it's Joe Hendry peeing in the bathroom. Joe Hendry is shirtless in his wrestling gear, Okay. This is at like yeah. seven PM. My man didn't hit the ring until like 9, 12. so like two hours and fifteen minutes later, yeah. he wasn't gonna hit the ring for another two hours. <laughs> Why? Are you... He's yeah. ready to go, man. He's in his gear, shirtless, oiling up, ready to go. It's just it, it's professional wrestlers. It's such a weird world where they just walk around without a shirt all the time. And it's like, hey, if I look like that, I guess I wouldn't either. But it, it's if you're just a normal human being, it's just it's it's hard to comprehend just how often these men just do not have their shirts on.
1: The fucking song gets stuck in my head as soon as I hear oh, it. Oh, I
0: know. Though. It was stuck in my head for the last 48 hours, so thank you for uh, bringing it back. So,
1: Hey, you're walking around the house. I believe in you <laughs> 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 He did the way he does it, with the cheesy smile. You yeah. Oh, in. yeah.
0: I just did. Yeah, you didn't see it. Uh, you, we're not on video, but yeah. you knew I did it. You could tell I did it.
1: Yes, that's right. You have to. You start running off. The, From London to Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, that song's the great. Song the it's cities. a
0: legitimately good song.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's a solid
0: as hell song. Yeah.
1: Um. Trinity, Mickey James, that's kind of just there. That's probably my least favorite. Look,
0: look, 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 look. Trinity was the second most over person on the show. Okay. Maybe third behind Mike Bailey. She's not good. She's bad, right?
1: I mean, she's just there. She does nothing for me. I mean, never did, honestly. Um,
0: The Old Glow. Did you feel the glow? I did. The yeah, there glow sticks everywhere, though. I mean, it's an awesome entrance. And then the bell rings, unfortunately. It's like, I was like, man, this is pretty wild. She's a superstar. And then the bell rang, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: well, you know, you got to sign her. It's still trending. And
0: that's exactly what I said on my instant reaction. 100 times out of 100, if she's available and willing to sign, your you, sign you sign yeah, her. You, you, her. Sign her. <laughs> you sign her and you push her. You sign her and you push her. I have no problem with it. But you just have to understand that once that bell rings, that that vaunted, you know, impact wrestling women's division that that got put over for all those many years. There's You have to lower your standards a little bit with her. She's just not that yeah. level of, of wrestler. And that's okay. That's fine. Because she's bringing eyeballs. She's bringing, you know, you, you take that for sure. Again, 100 times out of 100, if she's available and willing to go there in your impact, you 100% sign her.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I could see why Tony Khan passed. But. Yes. Oh, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know if he did I mean there's there's a rumor that maybe the condition of her release was you can't go there who knows right but it's like if you're impact you know whether that's the case or not that's someone you have to take a chance on and at least see how it works out she's undefeated they gave her the title. And, uh, and that's that. Now, a lot of people thought Josh Alexander would win the real, title real back. Quick, not.
0: Real, real quick on the Mickey uh, James Trinity stuff. Just want to point this out for for. I did not know if it was a v- visible on the pay-per-view as much as it was to us in the building. But uh, David Penzer, who's the impact ring announcer, uh, said and standing on the da, 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 this side of the ring, uh, you know, whatever is from Roanoke, Virginia. And Mickey James turns her head and goes richmond virginia mm. not roanoke and yeah. she was livid i don't know how hot huh she was taking her gear off going fucking roanoke richmond <laughs> like to the other wow. the people on impact and looking at you know fuckface yeah. <laughs> phillips and and mad the drama king matt and just stopping around the ring you know when someone's like having a fit she was like stomping around the ring. You could tell in her head, she's like, "Fucking, I've been in Impact for how long? Fucking Roanoke, like I." And I don't know that I don't know the dynamics of a Roanoke versus a uh, a Richmond in Virginia, but I guess if you're from Richmond, you do not want to be from Roanoke. <laughs> I'll tell you that because she was yeah. hot about it, and we were as we we're watching this match, a few of us noticed it. And we're like, she's out of this match. She's not focused. Like, there was a while at the beginning of the match where she, you could tell she's still pissed about being announced from Roanoke. I was blown away. She seemed to kind of shrug it off a little bit. But, yeah, I don't know if it was obvious on pay-per-view, but this one was hot at David Penzer for calling her from Roanoke. And and it it seemed to affect at least the beginning part of the match. Not that I think the match was going to be good if David Penzer said Richmond, but I, I do think it did affect her a little bit.
1: I'd want them to get the city right too. Sure. You know, I I don't know. When you're
0: hardcore country, you better get my fucking, I mean, come on, Jesus Christ. I'm Mickey James. Let's go. You know,
1: it's, uh, you know, and then, uh, Shelly retains, which I think may have surprised some people, you know, very good match. And then, uh, in Josh Allen, he faced uh, Osprey. At the, didn't they have a tape? Yeah, they had, they had a fallout. Show. They
0: had a fallout show the next uh, the next night, and the that uh, day. Yeah, I did not go to that show, but it was Osprey and Alexander. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as the Alexander and Shelley match, I think what 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 you should note, and 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 I think Ale- uh, Andrew Sinclair did a great job on the review uh, at VoicesWrestling is that what this match really was, and you might not have been obvious to people that are just jumping in and haven't watched you know Impact in a while, or haven't watched you know Alex Shelley in a while. This match was Josh Alexander coming back from injury, coming back from, you know, whatever to a supremely confident Alex Shelley, a guy that he's beaten numerous times before. Josh Alexander has beaten Alex Shelley before. Alex Shelley has not been good enough before. On this night, Alex Shelley was just the better man and he wasn't he was just he was dominating uh, Alexander, beating him, he was the stronger man, the better wrestler, the smarter wrestler, the more poised wrestler. Everything you could say about Alex Shelley, he just had it here. So much so that, like, the final parts of the match where he, you know, at one point he's beating on Alexander so badly that Alexander's headgear falls off, and Shelley just kicks the headgear out of the ring, like, get the fuck out of here. You know, this headgear shit. Then later in the night, uh, maybe a minute or two later, he kicks Josh Alexander in the mouth, and Alexander's mouth guard falls out. And Alex Shelley does the same. He kicks it out of the ring, like, get the shit out of my ring or whatever. And then when he pins Josh Alexander, now and Sinclair pointed this out, and I'm glad he did, because uh, because I noted it too. Shelley put his hands on his shoulders. Not like a pinfall where you kind of go over the guy. Hands on the shoulders like I am so dominating this man right now on this night. You you aren't even on yeah. my level, dude. And yeah, it was a little bit of a weird cause you were expecting maybe more of like a, a kick out heavy, you know, sort of main event. But this was this was Alex Shelley proving that he is the man right now in impact. And I, I love that match
1: structure. Kind of a little bit of a Japanese thing where a guy comes back and you know, maybe yeah, it wasn't fully ready. Reality. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. stupidly thought that Alexander, they
0: wanted, you know, it's just an opportunity to get the title back on Alexander, you know, and, and, and I like this match structure where Shelly is just like, no, dude, you're not on my level yet. You're not healthy yet. Maybe when you get healthy, you can come back at me, but right now, no.
1: Yeah. Now he lost to Osprey the next night too. So um, no, yeah, I thought it was a really good match. And, and even the finish was very definitive. Like you said, it wasn't a bunch, it wasn't a kick out fest or anything like that so uh this was a really good show i mean it absolutely fucking smoked the nxt show for instance i mean not even fucking close um you know and, and and really there wasn't anything that i would call a bad match on this show and everything was most of the matches were good you know and there were a couple of matches that were just okay and you traveled to Cicero for it. Did you get an Italian beef? Did you uh, make a did deal not with get an Al Italian Capone? Italian beef on
0: this day. No Al Capone, no Italian beef on this day. I, I eat plenty of okay. Italian beefs. Do not worry, but uh, not, uh, not on this night. Not so. on this day, though. No. Nah. Okay. Uh, trust me. I, Al I,
1: Capone yeah. used to bounce around Cicero. Hey, he did. He
0: used to bounce. That should yes. be one of his haunts. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, Torrio, too, right? Johnny Torrio before Al Capone. Uh, he, yeah. He yeah. So,
0: you know your mob history. Oh, I am living in Chicago, there's no choice. You, <laughs>
1: you got us. It. Yes.
0: It's 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 very odd how much we embrace mob history here in Chicago. You would love it. There's mob well, tours, there's mob walking tours, there's mob these tours, there's al- you go to a place, know, there's al Capone merchandise everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, I mean you, the guy you know, was
1: a cold-blooded killer. I don't maybe don't like, you know. You don't say, Italian people embracing mob culture? <laughs> I know, what? Hard to believe. Sit down, Joe. Sit down what? and try to
0: comprehend this. That uh, that uh, they might be embracing it as uh, as, a, as a badge of honor when you know Can't many people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: in New Jersey, I never encountered such <laughs> right, a thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. So uh, that's the uh, Bound for Glory. Yep. Which, uh, Pretty By the great way, show, Cicero,
0: Cicero fun facts coming your way uh very soon in the uh AWF series at flagshippatreon.com freedom of choice. Maybe uh,
1: Mob Connections there. Uh well. very much
0: so, including the AWF yeah. itself which has Mob Connections. Yeah. So uh tune in which for as that. Yes. Yeah. We learned
1: is a money laundering front yes. After yes. All this year. yes,
0: Yes. Yes. So I've done some research on that. I've I, I haven't. I try to talk to some people. Some people won't talk, so I don't want to end up in a in a, mm. in a floating in a lake. So I'm gonna.
1: You don't want to end up in Cicero. as part <laughs> no, of the foundation want to, hey, of the building. Cicero, and yeah.
0: I'll show you some documents. I don't want to yeah. go. You know, hey, I got a briefcase here. Let's talk about what's in this briefcase. I'm not going to find out. So, um, yeah. but uh, at least from what I could glean from a uh, Chicago Tribune articles and some other stuff, there's some good mob connection stuff with the AWF. So we'll talk about that. You better
1: watch yourself, dude. As a reporter poking around. I know. From... I know. Yeah.
0: I, I, I talked I, to one guy, and I think I maybe gotten a little too close. And I was like, "All right, all right, we're out, we're out." So mm, mm, we're out, I don't
1: we're know. done.
0: Yeah. So again, if I end up, if you find, if they find me in a lake, I'll uh, I'll send you the name of the person. <laughs>
1: that river that they dye green every year. Yeah, the Chicago here, River. Chicago. I might end up floating there,
0: and I'll let you. I'll let you know who I think it was. So I should probably let you. But know. They still soon. dye it green. Oh, every, every year. St. Patrick's really. Day, yeah. Every St. Patrick's Day, gets dyed green. So you
1: got a lot of Irish out there in Chicago. Uh yes, quite a few Irish here in Chicago. Yes. I thought it was all Italian and and
0: Polish. No, a lot of Irish. Southside is all a very, very, very heavy Southside Irish uh, here. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware of
1: that. Yeah, I thought it was all Polish and Italian.
0: No, no. you got a lot of everything here, man. It's a melting pot over here in uh, Chicago. A lot
1: of ethnics, huh? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything out here, so. That was bound for glory. Uh, All right, let's. uh, That was NXT. We talked about that. Let's. um, What we got in this time? Okay, let's do a quick AEW thing here. So, (laughs) you did the Dynamite review, uh, Thursday Dynamite review at FlagshipPatreon.com. If you want to listen to that, uh, you know, an hour or so uh, reviewing the show, talking about the the good and the bad of this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, I wrote a little piece of flagshippatreon.com talking about something that kind of annoyed me about yesterday's Dynamite, which was the announcement of the MJF-Kenny Omega match taking place on Collision this Saturday. So you got MJF, who is obviously the current AEW World Heavyweight Champion. You wouldn't know that because he's walking around with the ROH title because somebody else stole his actual title. Um So you have him defending the title against Kenny Omega, who is the longest reigning AEW world champion. And MJF is a couple of days away from passing Kenny Omega to become the longest reigning AEW world heavyweight champion. So the match is happening this week on Collision. So I wrote that piece saying there's no justification for this happening on three days' notice. Now, before I get into the absolute fucking dorks on X, formerly known as Twitter, who can't handle this story and didn't read it and don't know what's going on, um, Joe... (laughs) I'd rather talk to you because you are a normal human being, and I know who you are, and you're not just some weird person that's saying, engagement bait, hold this L, ratio, and all these other dorks that are still earnestly tweeting on X, formerly known as Twitter.
1: Oh, you were, were you getting that again? Oh, again, yeah.
0: It's like, go away. Go away, all of you. And, and not even – I just put the headline. I just put the headline. They still are at it. So um, it's fine. Go away. <laughs> I don't care who any of these people are engagement bait really because i haven't tweeted a thought or an opinion in two years so i don't know that i'm engagement baiting but okay dude on x formerly known as twitter yes i'm engagement baiting or whatever and then oh um so i wrote that and uh, i got a lot of this you is this you of uh i believe it was your tweet it may have been my tweet i don't even remember uh when they booked kenny omega versus brian danielson for grand slam and someone said hey if you don't like you know brian danielson and kenny omega being booked for grand slam you're an absolute dork so now that is being, is this you? It's like, ah, oh, hypocrite. And now we're told the re- the rents due is a new thing. Did you know about rents due? Is this, have you aware of this? It must be a thing now because like 12 people tell uh, me rents due.
1: Oh, is that the new hot insult? Rents Yeah, due?
0: I think it might be that like I'm trying to make money. So my rents due or whatever. Which, oh, sorry, okay. you fucking I thought... dorks. I have a mortgage because I'm a fucking adult with a job, unlike you asked. Oh, All right? Get <laughs> so him, I got great. a mortgage. I pay a mortgage, um, not my fucking rent. Like you acts formally known as Twitter earnest tweeters out there. No, I have a mortgage.
1: I thought maybe it meant like um we caught you in hypocrisy. Oh, so maybe. the rent is due. Maybe that's it. But too. you could be right too. It could be, oh, you, you gotta work up some controversy because yeah. your rent is due. Right. It could right, be right. either or Yeah, trust me. Um uh, also plenty plenty it, enough to it, pay for the mortgage. Don't worry, I'm good. Thank you, guys. They don't know this, but it's two different people making two different points. Number one. Um because it's obviously a tweet that I made way back in the day. And the other thing is I can guarantee you they didn't read what you wrote. Oh God, no, no. I mean, they, they, they didn't plunk down the $10 and read it, which again is why there's no use for the disengagement is useless. It's just, it's, it's pointless. It's useless. They don't click, they don't purchase. And that's why we actively try to avoid it. Cause uh, it's just a bunch of utter nonsense. So, I wasn't aware that you were catching it today. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: I, I did my one daily check and I went, oh boy. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> not said, even a hot take. No, like, it's it's, it's, not. it's not even a hot take that they're rushing the match. That's not even a hot take.
0: Right. So, so so I don't care about those dorks. Move on from them. Put them in the past. Do not care. I'm not doing the argue with these absolute. Anonymous weirdos on X. Well, well you on you should Twitter, do now, so. now
1: that it's a, now that the tweet is like twelve hours old, just fucking delete it. Like it's not serving any purpose True. anyway.
0: Or you just know what do I mean? the mute. I just do f- the mute
1: thing too, where I just mute it and
0: I, I don't look at it. I don't care. Actually, honestly, these people can tweet at me all fucking night. I'm never gonna respond to them.
1: I'm never gonna care. So oh, yeah, well, yeah, I know you're never gonna respond. So you know what they I can mean, do? They can
0: just kidding. continue to shout to the fucking wind, and I will never read any of their stuff. But uh, anyway, I don't care about those people. I care about you and I. So let's talk about and, and our, our great listeners and the people who subscribe to us uh, on FlagshipPatreon.com. So I made the point that I thought there was no justification for doing it on three days' notice, which is a bit more nuanced than. And what people are gathering from the headline, which of course that would be the case because like you said, nobody nobody is reading it. But I know that you have said and you said on the Thursday Dynamite review that you aren't as bothered by the match happening on three days notice, Kenny Omega versus MJF on collision this Saturday. Um, you're not as bothered on it. So I want to at least let you get your end and then I'll kind of talk about my end. We, we don't have to go too long because we have some other stuff to talk about. And I don't think we really disagree that much about it, but I do I, I think I do have some interesting points to maybe counteract or, or give you a rebuttal of some of the things that I think you said about uh, uh, that match happening.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I mean, obviously it's a pay-per-view caliber match, okay? And we know that that's the kind of match that could headline a pay-per-view. I'm not worked up on doing it on a three week build in this circumstance because I think that this is a company that's clearly struggling to sell tickets right now for their televisions. This is a company that clearly is struggling with television ratings. Dynamite, you know, with some stiff NBA competition this week, didn't do a great number and maybe did a little bit lower than people even thought they would do against NBA's opening night. And obviously, Collision and Rampage have have not done good numbers at all. And this is a match that's set for Saturday night on collision. So from that standpoint, if you want to start selling tickets, if you want to start getting more people to watch your television, you have to give them a reason to buy tickets and watch your television. Right? So you bring in Mystico in Houston, and that seems to have worked. You, you, you bring Okada in and, you know, they seem to have a decent last day ticket sales. Who knows if it was Okada that made a difference. Uh, Maybe he did, maybe he didn't in Philadelphia, but at least you're trying things. And then you do this. Where you know there's a big time world title match between two of your top stars, you're putting it on collision, and maybe you get a few more people to tune in, maybe you sell a couple more tickets. So from that standpoint, uh, and it, has, it has moved
0: tickets. By the way, Russell Tix has updated it. it, it it's getting there. They're they're creeping up to 3,500 at least, maybe 4,000 for, for for collision this week.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's exactly why you do it, and 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 you do that, and the other from the other standpoint is I guess I'm going to mirror the tweet I made about grand slam many years ago. It's a cool fucking match. And I'd like to see it. I'd like to see a world title match between MJF and Kenny Omega from that standpoint. So from that standpoint, I don't mind. And the other thing is uh, my final point is I don't think you're getting a clean finish anyway. You know, I don't think there's any chance in the world that there's a chance that neither guy's even going to take a pin or take a fall. I think the heels are going to get involved, whether it's Jay White, whether it's Don Callis. I don't know what, but th- this is going to be a match where the finish is booked. And when I when I say that, I mean, this match is not going to have a definitive finish. and It's going to be used to set up stuff that follows. And because it's a television match, and because it's only a three-day build, I don't mind that. If it's a pay-per-view match, people deserve a finish because you're paying for it, and you deserve a conclusion to whatever the story for is. For sure. If it's a television match that you've been building for a month and a half, and selling a month and a half's worth of tickets, and all of that, and it's it's something like a Grand Slam, like we just brought up, or, or winter is coming, or something, I think you deserve a finish. But I could still maybe give you a pass if you do a fuck finish in a creative way that's good, that advances the story. This match, because it's only a three-day build, I really don't care what they do with this. Because... I feel like this is a story advancement match. Anyway, wrapped up in this false pretense of, all right, we're going to see who has the longest world title reign in AEW history. he Heel, the heels are going to spoil it for both of these guys. And then in some former fashion, MJF and Kenny Omega might end up aligned. Maybe that eight man tag that MJF is looking for partners. For right, the, something. the elite
0: come with him or whatever. They, he, he's sure. earned their respect or something like that. All right, great.
1: Something's coming out of it. So, for all of those reasons, this doesn't work me up that they're booking this match. So, anyway, the floor is yours.
0: All right. First off, you know why you're wrong. Matt Kuhn agrees with you. So, first off, I've won.
1: Oh, You've fuck. lost. Yes. So oh, you want to re- no. you want to re- <laughs> change things? You know what? I'm gonna have to rethink. I'm gonna <laughs> listen yeah, to you- <laughs> your arguments. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. and re-think this. Just look in the mirror. Do you have a mirror oh, anywhere no. near you? Yeah. Just just let you know that that's what that side you're on. Quite, so.
1: That's quite literally the worst thing you could have said. To me <laughs> I knew. That's the, how me. I knew
0: to start the things off, but I have other, I have better rebuttals. Like, well, not any better rebuttals. I have other rebuttals. That one is the best though. Is you are on the same side as Matt Coon and you agree with this. Yeah. I got to rethink my stance. Yeah, so. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> now let me see what I can do for you. So you made the argument really for me on the Thursday Dynamite review, because you were running down all of the current things that MJF is involved in and all the current feuds he's involved in. And he's got the fucking draft. He's got next strong. He's got Samoa Joe. He's got the fucking devil. Who done it? He's got, Oh, here's Paul white. Maybe kind of, sort of here's this guy. Like, you know what I mean? There's like all these fucking people. I don't know. I said Paul white, but you know, there's like all these random people that are just showing up. Paul white. No Paul White. No Paul White. No Paul White. But there, there, there is some wink, wink, nudge, nudge to Paul White, which I cannot fucking fathom that we're going to. That's with Will Hobbs. I know. I can't believe we're we're doing Paul White On AEW television for God's sakes. But there's there's all there's a hundred different people that he's involved with, and everyone's involved with MJF and all these things. And as you were breaking that down, you said, oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Yeah, he's facing Kenny Omega. <laughs> collision. After you just talked about him facing Kenny Omega collision. And that kind of speaks to it for me there. Is that it is an afterthought in both of these guys. You know, what, what's going on. MJF, it is not even the s- second most important thing that he ha- he's doing with the AEW world title. The Jay White stuff is more important. And the Samoa Joe stuff is arguably more important than him defending this title against Kenny Omega. Now, to me, when you have Kenny Omega... Day one, AEW original, one of the biggest stars that they have, one of the best wrestlers that this company has. And MJF, a day one AEW guy, one of the biggest stars that AEW has and, a, and, and, and one of its biggest stars. And they're both battling for who's the longest reigning champion. I don't know. I just kind of feel like that should mean more. And the fact that people are just like, ah, whatever, it's a cool match, that bothers me, man. This is the AEW world title. This is, this is something that should mean a lot to everybody. And it's not necessarily that the match itself – is whatever because the match will be good I have no doubt about that and I wrote that in the piece the match will be good the crowd's gonna be hot for it it's selling tickets it might help a collision rating on a night that is traditionally not good for television at all the Saturday before Halloween not good that's a big part a uh, big bar and a big party night that's gonna be real tough but I don't feel that this match has any sort of I don't feel like it has the hype or the magnitude that it should have. And I don't know, maybe I'm a dork for thinking that, but I just kind of feel like MJF versus Kenny Omega, for the first time ever, these men have never been in the ring ever. They've never been in a tag match. They've never been in an anarchy in the arena. They've never been in a battle royal. Never. This is the first time ever matchup between MJF and Kenny Omega for the AEW world title. And if MJF wins, he will surpass Kenny Omega as the longest reigning AEW world champion ever. That to me should mean more than it does. And it doesn't it's just and 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 like everyone is saying like oh the three-day build the three-day build three-day build on three-day build i i i've been very careful to not call it a three-day build but a third three days notice because this thing has been built it should have come together a year ago it should have come together in june when mjf at that point had passed most of the other previous AEW world champions it should have come together in september after all in when the last guy left to pass for, for MJF was Kenny Omega. The fact that nobody seemed to know that this was happening, that nobody cared that this was happening, that nobody seemed to think, ah, shit, man, maybe we should build this thing up or actually have, a, you know, have Kenny Omega go on a win streak, have MJF talk about this thing. Let's mention this thing any time before... A week ago is when it first got mentioned on AEW television. It got mentioned on Being the Elite a couple of weeks ago where MJF did that thing and said, like, "Ah, you know, 90 or 19 days, bitch, or whatever. the I forget how many of the days were, but it was, like, two or three weeks ago that he did that. I'm positive that that's when AEW figured out, oh, shit, all right, yeah, MJF's going to be approaching Kenny Omega's thing. Let's do something with that. So last week they do a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Yeah, it's coming up or whatever, and then this week they announce it. I, 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 this should be a show that is being built up, and I don't need this to be on pay per view. I do not need this to be on pay per view. I don't care if it's on. Pay- this could be on, on on TV. This could be a, a television special, and they have done that numerous times in this company. Numerous times in this company, they've had a big time singles match on television, and I've encouraged them, and you've encouraged them, and that is good. They should put big time singles matches on television. Television drives as much and more business for them than pay per views do. So yes, put big time singles matches on television. But can you try? to plan ahead? Can you try to think about this thing a couple steps ahead of time? That's what's disappointing for me more than anything. What's disappointing for me is they got caught with their pants down saying, ah, fuck, MJF's about to pass Kenny Omega. Yeah, we'll just do it on Collision. Boom. And then it's over. And then it'll be a good match. And like you said, it'll be a fuck finish. And then we'll all move on with our lives. And it's like, man, this was a company that used to be two, three, four, five steps ahead of time, a year out, a couple years out. And now they're being caught with their pants down with their world title on guys battling for the lineage of it and, and, and how long the reigns were or whatever. And that just sucks for me. That's just disappointing for me. I, I, you know, like that bothers me. And I don't know what maybe I'm a dork for letting that bother me. Maybe I'm stupid for letting that bother me. But I just feel like that sort of stuff should matter. I thought it would matter in this company and it just doesn't matter in this company. But this is a big deal. This is the first time matchup between two of your biggest stars for the, 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 the right to say that you were the longest reigning AEW world champion ever. And it was announced three days before the match is going to happen officially locked in. That sucks. I don't yeah. I'm not going to yeah. be I'm not down with that. I just well, I refuse to think <clears throat> that that's okay. I refuse to think that that is good planning and that doesn't show that this company is not thinking long term and not planning ahead for things.
1: Yeah, I think it speaks to it's another example of their late planning and things coming together at the last minute because they're not planning things far in advance like you noted where one of the early identities of this company was Like you said, they knew their next two or three moves before they made the first move. And that clearly has not been the case over the last couple of years. A lot of it, injury excuses, contract excuses, CM Punk excuses. But for whatever the reason, you know, what's the excuse for this one? Like you said, you knew this date. You could have. Planted this seeds for this. This dynamite could have been that. Build it up for a month
0: and yeah. say on Dynamite da da, da 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 in Philadelphia, a big market on our flagship show, The Battle of MJF. K- they knew that this was coming. They should have known this was coming up cuz MJF he didn't do shit at Wrestle Dream. If you wanted to have it at Wrestle Dream, you could have done that. No, he was facing the righteous in a 2 on 1 handicap match. All right, if you want to say that there was some Adam Cole grab ass thing that was supposed to happen instead and he got hurt, fine. Whatever. Move on. They knew. They knew by after all in. I did. I ran the numbers uh, on this piece. By all in, you would have known that the only person left for MJF to pass is Kenny Omega. That should have at least rung someone's alarm bells to say, ah, you know what, guys. Just so you know, MJF's approaching Kenny Omega's all time reign. Should we do something about that? And if you're in the if you're in the room, you should be smart enough to say, well, fuck yeah, let's do something for that. That's a big time singles match. Let's put it on. You know, let's look at the clock and look at where the calendar goes. All right, cool. If we have it on this dynamite on this day, MJF wins. He will. Beat, and he will pass Kenny Omega in a couple of days afterwards. That is fine with me. If they wanted to do that and a couple of weeks ahead of time, we knew this was happening. Joe, we would have done an instant reaction live for this thing. You know what I mean? This is the type of show that we would say we're doing instant reaction live for this week's Dynamite because it is MJF versus Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? I'm not doing this on three days notice on a Saturday of of before Halloween. Fuck that. No, I got other stuff to do. You know what I mean? I'm not dropping my plans and changing my plans. There's probably a lot of other people that are like that. With me there. there. This is it's just to me. It's not I'm not bothered. This match is happening. I'm not annoyed. This match is happening. I'm annoyed that it shows that the long term planning of this company has has just gone to absolute shit. And that bothers me.
1: And yeah, the title doesn't I mean... matter.
0: And the title doesn't fucking matter. Here's. MJF with his fucking Ring of Honor World Tag Team title, one half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles, sitting there talking to Kenny Omega because his title got stolen by MJ, by Jay White, and then you have goddamn, uh, you know, fuck, it, it, Samoa Joe saying, "Hey, I'll watch your back if I can get a title shot." Okay, it's like, can we focus on one thing at a time with this MJF stuff? And they can't. They just can't. Sue Williams, great point in the chat room. You know what would have been a great match for Title Fucking Tuesday last week, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, for AW. A good fucking match for title goddamn Tuesday. MJF versus Kenny Omega for the fucking AEW world title. It's a great point by Suit Williams there that I did not bring up and not think of.
1: Yeah, if you're going to do it anyway. Title Tuesday, perfect
0: opportunity to do it. That's going to draw some eyeballs. You want to beat NXT? That's not a bad way to do it.
1: I just don't think they were ever planning. No, they weren't. On this, and I think Tony has kind of been in. If being the uh, elite didn't do that,
0: would anybody have known? Or would have just happened? And, and we just went, oh, Well, okay.
1: I think Tony is in a mode where he's putting things together at the last minute to boost these ticket sales and these ratings. Right. And I, I gave a couple of examples. This is another one. So I get the sense that, no, they didn't know that this was coming up because they never planned on doing anything in this direction. I'll tell you what, too. Kenny Omega's portion of the promo was terrible. No, it didn't really good. get me excited for the match. I mean... He drops the ball sometimes with these promos, you know, and and this was an example of that. He did not give a compelling promo face-to-face with it. I thought MJF was fine. He wasn't anything special either, but I thought Kenny in particular wasn't any good. Look, it either speaks to another example of just things coming together later, things coming together sloppily or not. You could have just had him, if you wanted to plan this thing out ahead of time, you could have had MJF just doing a countdown for the last few months. Right. I am X amount of days away. It would fit his character. Would he, fit his the
0: pride that this guy would have. Yeah, that that is it. Absolutely fits MJF to say, you know what? In a yeah. hundred days, Kenny, I'm passing you, and I'm going to be the longest reigning AEW World Champion. I'm taking another thing away from you to prove that I'm the best guy in this company. I'm the best guy we've ever had. I'm the best guy we've ever. Now he's playing fucking grab ass and calling Adam Cole on his phone in the in the, in the segments, and then yeah. we're stuck with our pants down three days before and go ah fuck all right yeah Kenny versus MJF. It's now just, we need something. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, look, you know. You're real passionate about it, and I can tell you're fired up I about should stop it. caring. And Why you, do I care anymore? Right? You're making all these great points, and and the, the fact of the matter is, anyone who's listened to my reviews for the last few months, maybe the fact that I'm not, is I'm just kind of checked out on their stories and their booking, and I've I, I become more checked out each week. To me, I, I am no longer emotionally invested in AEW. I have reached a point where I watch the shows every week partially because I'm covering them, no longer just because I simply enjoy them. Um, and I watch them to see the occasional great match they put together. I watch for the great pay-per-views and I watch for newsletter reader Tony to to rear his head every now and then and give me a mystic over Rocky Romero and you know give me great pay-per-view matchups and bring in Will Ospreay and do all the things. I know that Tony the Smark is still in there somewhere, right? The problem is, I misjudged him a little. You know, Mid-South Tony is just as much sports entertainment Tony. It's just who he is. He likes this shit. He likes this shit.
0: Yeah, it might be time for He's, people to stop doing the thing like, oh, well, MJF has obviously corrupted his brain, or oh, this guy has corrupted his brain. He he likes this shit, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, he and believe it. me,
1: there's some of that too. I'm sure, but he clears there's, it all. Obviously, you know, it all still goes but through But it's him. very obvious that he likes this shit. You got to stop letting Tony off the hook. Tony likes this Roderick Strong stuff. He likes time. You could you could tell he loves Timeless Tony.
0: He loves Timeless Tony. Of his t- yeah.
1: He thinks that's brilliant. He thinks that Tony likes this shit. You know, I I know Mid-South Tony's in there. And I know Newsletter Tony and Smart Tony is in there, but he, he's Sports Entertainment Tony too. And, you know, they've pushed me to the point where it's just like, all right, I'm just not emotionally invested in this stuff anymore. I, I'll watch it to see the bangers like everybody else. I'll watch it for the great pay-per-views. They're all all-time pay-per-views. But, you know, I, I they I have tapped out and given up the idea that AEW – is going to prove that you can do pro wrestling on American TV. I'm done. I'm done waiting for it. I'm done hoping for it. I'm done thinking about how they, because it's not going to happen. It just isn't. Not with MJF around, because MJF wants to be a WWE style Superman babyface. That's what he wants to be, because that's what he grew up watching. Right. He emulates The Rock and John Cena and Stone Cold, and those are great people to emulate. If you want to make a lot of money and be known as a, an enormous star, I don't I don't knock the guy. I just don't have any interest in it. I can see what he's doing, though. That's what he models himself after. That's what he wants to be. Audience participation and catchphrases and signature spots. Wow, the and,
0: promos where he, wait, he stops and waits for the crowd. To, it's like,
1: uh, man, it's so I bonita. can't believe
0: this is the same and, guy that
1: was doing promos a year ago. He, he's someone who I thought was going to be different. And I misjudged him, too. The and, stop you know, and
0: wait for the crowd. Oh, He's no. got
1: his millions. He's got his seven-figure deal. And, you know, he's, he's going to be an all-timer. He's going to yeah. do all the things he wants to do. That's great. But this is not where I thought we'd be with this company at this point. It just is. And that's why maybe I'm not as worked up about it as you. But, no, I also do think that this is just Tony trying to drum business. Up. Right, sure. And, and
0: and you know what? After Saturday, I'll enjoy it, and it'll move on. And it's like, yeah, this is something that could have meant something, and now it does And yeah. Okay, fine. It's a great yeah. match, and we'll talk about it, and then we'll review it and, and move yeah, on. Yeah, with I'll life. tell you
1: what. People misuse this term, but this is hot shotting. This is hot Yes, yes. Tony is hot-shotting, and he's doing it a lot because the business isn't great. The seat's hot. The seat's warm. That's right. And he's trying to dial it up, and he's got a television contract due soon. And you're hot-shotting a match on three days notice. You're hot-shotting Mystico into town. You're hot-shotting Okada into town. Those were announced a couple days ahead. And it's also, you know, don't, don't, don't overlook this either you get the sense that Tony believes in announcing things late. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's somewhat strategic as well because he does it a lot with his pay-per-views where a lot of the matches don't come together in some cases until less than 24 hours before the show. So he he kind of philosophically believes in announcing some things late. So I think it's a combination of all of those things. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't get... I'm not emotionally invested in the booking anymore. The only thing that drives my emotion in this company is the, is the, is the horse shit, childish, juvenile nonsense all over dynamite. That pisses me off. And, you know, Roderick strong and all that bullshit that, and, and, and I'm going to tell people right now, I know a lot of people are sick of hearing it. It ain't going anywhere. My, my, the pedal is on the fucking floor and it's staying there because someone has to say it. Okay. As long as they're giving it to me, I'm going to complain about it until I stop doing the reviews, which isn't impossible, by the way. You know me, Rich. I can be very fickle. You've quit I, before. <laughs> You've when, quit. when I've had it, i fucking had it. When I finally had it and made a decision, I'm done. Okay? And, uh, you know, so, you know, but until then, if you keep giving me this shit, I'm going to keep complaining about it and telling people why it fucking sucks. You know, so that annoys me. You know, I still see people saying, oh, you know, maybe MJF turning down Roddy and turning down Max Caster is writing that stuff off. Okay. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Probably not, but okay. (laughs) It's wishful thinking. I was told I was crazy six months ago. Slowly, people are coming around and hopping on my bandwagon and go, holy shit, you're right. And those people who are still holding out hope, I'm just, ah, you poor thing.
0: I'm sure they've all formed an orderly line to apologize, right?
1: You know what? I'll be honest with you. I've got some DMs. Look at that.
0: Look at that.
1: Tell you what. I would never say names, obviously. I got one for you. Um, I'll just read you what it says. Um, Great radio, by the way. Take listening. Listening. To the TV review. I hate how fucking right you were. But you were. And. It goes on to say some other stuff. That might reveal who it was. Basically. Someone who's a well respected. Connected person. Who vehemently disagreed with me. When I talked about the directions things were going. But someone that I get along fine with. And everything but. um, Yeah so I get. I, I do get stuff like that. From, from various people, you know. But, um, it, it, look, this shit's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere.
0: You told people it's December. It, you didn't said, we warn you people s- about s- the
1: fucking giraffe?
0: The giraffe. Nobody listened to us about the giraffe. And that... I feel like it's getting bigger every week, too, right? I feel like the draft's getting bigger. This week, it was huge. It's just, I don't know if I'm focusing on the draft more, but like, such a large draft. But, yeah, that fucking draft will be everywhere. It'll be on a shirt, and it'll be in every single match, and people will chant draft, draft, draft at the point. Yes, that draft is not going anywhere. Of course it's not.
1: Yeah.
0: And everyone's got a thing now. Uh, Garrett Kidney, great tweet great tweet last week phenomenal tweet last week obviously co- uh, uh, also the co-host of the you've got to be kidding me podcast on the voice wrestling podcast network says to if i'm paraphrasing I, I won't get the exact tweet out but essentially just how much AEW's fan base has changed is danon garcia used to get chanted he's a wrestler he's a wrestler and now they chant do the dance do the dance yeah
1: says
0: yeah. it all right there here you
1: go I was hoping some balance would kick in for AEW post all in, but we aren't seeing it, and there's some real red flashing lights now. But yeah, I admit I rolled my eyes at many of the TV reviews in the spring, and now I just want to turn this stuff off. Look at
0: that. All right.
1: So you are kind of getting mean, apologies. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm surprised. Look at this. I I don't want it to be this way. <laughs> I want this company to be great. I I just wanted them to do it different. And they're not. Nah, it's over. It's fine. It's the same old shit. So it's, it's dressed it's, up with some better matches.
0: A really, a yeah, they still have phenomenal matches. So as long as they still have good matches and good pay per views, I'm still tuned in. I'm still watching. But yeah, the the day to day booking where I care and shit is probably done.
1: You know, I just, I just, I, I wanted to prove that you can do. Pro- and this was our. This will probably be the only chance any of us will have in our lifetimes because this was the perfect storm with the right person to do it, with the right money, with the right connections at the right time, with the right stars. You know, and it's just disappointing from that standpoint. Yeah, but and it,
0: it, again, I,
1: that I, might explain why I'm not as wound up about this. Right. In particular. And, and that's fair. That's
0: fair. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This week's dynamite too. There, there was like uh over the course of maybe three or four different segments, you went from just the, the amount of like old dudes you had in the, in the ring. It's just like, what are we doing here, man? like, are we sure we really need sting rick flair jeff jarrett edge christian paul white do we really need all yeah, these guys you know, that in a row why you so point? old
1: <laughs> that was a big talking point coming out of the show too and and again that's something i didn't even notice because i'm not locked in in that way anymore
0: so here's the exact it was rob van Dam, sting flair jericho the hardys christian and edge and jeff jarrett all in like a very tight package of, of the middle of the show. And it's like, I, don't know. See,
1: I see. I don't know. I'm more bothered by Roderick strong and timeless. That's Tony. fair. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean that, that stuff is far worse.
1: I'm more bothered by that because I know more is coming. The giraffe that that's, I'm far more bothered by that because, Well, because like
0: we always say, there's everybody in that locker room. That's not getting a push. That's not getting it. A, a, if you're Kip Sabians, of the world is thinking, what, what can my thing be? What's my thing? Yeah. Everyone's thinking what their thing can be. They need to have a thing now. Daniel Garcia's yeah, got his so. thing, the dance. You know, everybody's got to have a thing now. And that, you know, instead of just being... A...
1: Sounds familiar.
0: It does sound familiar.
1: All right. And, and look, and I think it might ultimately work for them. Who knows? But again, that's not my... That was never my point. My point was I wanted this to be an alternative. And it, and it, it you know, but anyway, we do this rant a lot.
0: Yeah, so let's 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 move on here. So, all right we got two things here. Let's start with the uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. Real quick on uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, October 21st, they had a big-time show. Uh, this was Yume Aoyagi defending the Triple Crown title against Kento Miyahara. He does successfully do it against this. I think two in a row, I want to say, that Yume Aoyagi has, has beaten Kento Miyahara. Might be three in a row, but I think for sure two in a row. So he's starting to get a bit of a win streak going here and, and, and getting a little bit of momentum uh, here over Kento Miyahara after so many years of not being able to get past him and not being able to you know, defeat him. Yumi kind of feels like the dude right now. You know, I mean, he, he's, he's a Triple Crown champion. He's held it for a little while now. He's defended against Kento Miyahara. So that was good. And, and we'll talk about that match here in a sec. But I think the big news out of this, though, was to me the shocking debut. I don't know about you. I was shocked when this man showed up and the people in the crowd were shocked as well. When after the match, Kento Miyahara is done. He goes to the outside to kind of get outside of the ring. And all of a sudden here comes Katsuhiko Nakajima, former Noah wrestler, Nakajima shows up with a, a bouquet of roses to hand to Kenta Miyahara, but he's not handed to, it's professional wrestling. He smacks him with the the roses and leaves through the crowd, presumably making his debut in All Japan Pro Wrestling. And what a coup for All Japan Pro Wrestling, man! What a signing! I'm all in on Nakajima and All Japan Pro Wrestling. Where are you at with that?
1: I I don't mean to derail. I, Actually, you know, I'm not gonna do it. I, I you can find it yourself. I, I need you to go find John LaRocca's comments on Lola Vice. I versus saw it. I Petrick. saw I saw I
0: saw. We'll talk about it on our Discord. Go to go Are to voice slash Discord. Me? Yeah, now we know it's a gimmick and it's just fake. Yes. Yeah, so. He's a gimmick. He has to be a right, gimmick. So just block and, and move on with your life. Yeah, he's a gimmick. And they had Oomph on their stripes? <laughs> That's the no. They had the opposite the conf- of um, strikes, sir. You were watching a different match than me, or you're a bad. Not face. only is
1: he not doing a gimmick, it, it doesn't get any traction. No. Um, all right. So what'd you ask me? You asked me about Kento Miyahara. I, Yuma you, you were quite,
0: no, no. I asked you about Nakajima. I know you were quite distracted. I asked you about the debut, all Japan for wrestling debut oh, Nakajima, yeah. of Nakajima, who comes out through the crowd, gets, gets those gasps that you only get from a pro jump. You know what I mean? Where the, the women are just like, oh my, they're just screaming, they're just yelling, they're just weeping as it's happening. As Nakajima shows up in this building in All Japan Pro Wrestling with a bouquet of roses, hits kentamia Ahar with those roses and you know those guys no love lost between those guys over the years but uh, it appears that they'll start a feud there at least i think guess they've they've come yeah. to they've eased up a little bit over over those they might still despise each other but might still think hey let's make some money while we despise each other but uh
1: they're clearly doing business yeah they're doing business I, together
0: which that's fine that that's you know who cares this is
1: not good i don't need them to go like, to dinner
0: together i just need them to make money together and make have good wrestling matches so
1: Hey, look! If this is if this is his where he's going, if if he's ultimately ending up in all Japan, that's a nice surprise, you know. And and we know for a fact that AEW had interest because Tony Khan said so publicly. And um, you know, I don't know if WWE would have. He would have gone gotten nowhere there. I mean, let's be honest. Oh God, that would have uh, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, if he just finally wore out his welcome in Noah with the management, with the wrestlers, and. You know, if it's if a great move, Japan he is was his, not going to go any better. Nothing was ever going to get better in Noah. Nothing was going to get better. Not for him. No way. You know, not a chance. And um, a lot of it is own doing. Let's be honest. He's a surly guy who makes bad decisions, and he's a hothead and a lot of people don't like him. But but other than that, <laughs> other than that, yeah, no. But he, um, if this is if if he just decided I got to get out of there, and and you know if, if this because he could just be a freelancer, or he could be. You know Biden this time and have a deal with somebody else, New Japan or WWE or AEW, that doesn't start for a while. But if this is his final destination, man, I am excited about Katsuhiko Nakajima entering that All Japan mix in 2024 because they have had a great year. I mean, am I watching every show from Shinkiba First Ring? I am not. I'm watching all the shows that matter. I'm watching all the matches that matter. They have creeped up on Noah in attendance right under everybody's nose with a fraction, with a fraction of the resources and backing. All Japan, let's be honest, it's an indie. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking indie with Scratching a Scratching and name.
0: clawing every day to survive.
1: Yes, with a legacy name is the only reason you wouldn't consider it one. You give them the respect because they have the All Japan name. Noah is backed by a fucking corporate conglomerate. And you could see it in the production values and everything else, and the budget. And all Japan has creeped up and caught them in attendance, which is what happens when. You poison the well by sending Jake Lee to those guys.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, what a, you coup. Let Jake what Lee... a coup to take. Yeah. You know what? Oh, you took
1: Jake Lee. Ah, gosh darn it. Ah, ah peanuts. Darn. What are we going to do
0: without Jake Lee? Ah, it, it'd shooters. It'd be a real
1: shame. It'd be a real shame if you push him now. Yeah. Ah, it'd be shooters. A real shame. You'd,
0: really, you'd really get us in the heart if you pushed him and made him your champion and your top star. Right.
1: You know, we joke, but all Japan, <laughs> you know, they tried that guy. It didn't work out. And now Noah's trying him on top and he's bombing badly. He's not even having good matches, let alone drawing. And yeah, I think he's got a match. Japan- what is it
0: this weekend or next weekend? That the the t- attendance is looking ghastly right now. It does not look good at all.
1: You know, and and all Japan is right on their heels in attendance and doing better than them. You know, in 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 some of these buildings, and you know, to add Nakajima to that mix with you know Aoyagi has been the opposite of Jake Lee. He's been a massive success as Triple Crown champion. That has worked that's worked out great, you know, and in hindsight, it's better that they waited till COVID was firmly in the rear view to belt them up. You know, that, that definitely uh, has turned out to be better for him and better for the company. And, you know, he beats Miyahara. And then, like you said, Nakajima comes down, smacks Miyahara in the face with the fla- with the bouquet of flowers.
0: So apparently, and the chat room's letting us know here, Suit let us know that Jojo Remy, who, who has done stuff for Voice of Wrestling over the years, translated yeah. that uh, Nakajima brought the flowers because he thought Miyahara was winning. So a little bit of, uh, as he probably goes oh, down yeah. there, saying like, oh, I brought these because I thought you'd win, but you're a fucking failure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then hits him with the flowers, which is even better. It's straight Nakajima. That's so Nakajima right there to be like, ah, oh, you fucking asshole. I brought flowers. Makes even and you can't Better. Yeah, like, it's so good
1: you ruined my challenge because i beat you last time you know and then right. he, he, you know I, I i beat you head to head and i was gonna come down here and challenge and you failed because you're a fucking loser and he smacks him in the face with the flowers it's so good you know and then maybe ultra
0: fan rocks man we're back
1: and then he leaves but he leaves out the public entrance right. he doesn't go to the back Mm-mm. you know so look if he's sticking around great if he's coming to just, you know, if Miyahara is just getting his win back on his home turf, remember, I opined that, you know, oh, well, Nakajima wins. Well, maybe Miyahara gets the win back down the line on his home turf, you know, you know, we'll see. But it's like, actually, I forget where the first match was. Either way, you know, Miyahara to get the win back. Or if he's sticking around, I think that'd be even better, you know, and it's a gutsy move by Nakajima to, uh, to leave the stronger, more stable on paper company. To go to the glorified indie, but they're on the come, and Noah has been declining rapidly since the Muto stuff wrapped up. It,
0: it was Noah, by the way. It was uh, Corken Hall. Noah One Night Dream was uh, yeah, I think it was defeating Miyahara, Just just so everybody knew. So.
1: so I remember my talking point was all right. Well, then Mihaar can win on his home turf, you know, and you could just even this thing out. Um, yeah. So you know it it. it he'd be a great he's like, got the built-in feud oh if he so does good it's
0: so, when he when he showed up i was just like oh man that rocks That <laughs> that is what well, there's no better guy to add all to all japan right now than, than, than doesn't Nakamura. it feel like
1: they're just missing one more guy yeah and that he could be the guy he, you know what i mean it's like
0: i was done with the show and i ran to our discord and i just said
1: all japan is back
0: in all caps i was like yes i'm in, I'm all in. at the top yeah
1: it, what's always been a problem repetitive triple crown matches you know, they put the title on someone, and they go through all three of the – they go through Suwama and Miyahara, and, and you know, it's like – you know, and, and and they're trying to get Neo Nomura back, and then he got injured, you know, and, and you know, he'll get back in the mix when he's healthy, I guess. They'll try to woo him to come back Right, again. and
0: sometimes they'll bring in an outsider, so you had, you know, your, your, your Yuji Nagata run with it or whatever to kind of take yeah, the – Kojima. Yeah, your Kojima's to kind of take it off of those same guys, the Suwama's, those Miyahara's guys, guys exactly, for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they've they've
1: – yeah, so it'd be great if they could add another permanent fixture at the top there, you know, um you know, especially with suji Ishikawa moving down the card over the last two years because his body is just fucking shot. but um, yeah, what a year they've had they've they've really it's like ripping down old nasty wallpaper and getting some contemporary paint up and just improving the look of your like they've just done a total rebuild and um you know we'll see. it's also possible. he's just gonna do his one match, maybe. First week of January, right? Or I don't even know if they have booked the match yet. I might be behind.
0: I don't think it's officially. I don't think anything's gone officially yeah. on that. So.
1: so maybe you do it, save it for January, or you do a big card in December or something, and then maybe he is off the new Maybe he shows up at New Year Dash, right? Maybe he, you know, that's entirely possible. But for now, I'm just going to enjoy it. I thought it was a great angle. And, and listen, the match fucking rocked. I mean, so good. Miyahara-Aoyagi match itself, um, I, Aoyagi's think getting better, man.
0: He's got confidence. He's getting better. He's feeling himself a little bit. He's yeah. It, it's he's there.
1: I went four. And, I went four and three quarters yeah, on that. I, I went four I and a half. Thought about going five. I thought about going five. And you know, and that was coming off of uh, the Saito brothers winning the tag team titles from Aoyagi and Miyahara on that show, in uh, which drew very well, by the way. Yeah, it was the that, it was
0: the Saito's hometown, right? Is that is that what the gimmick was I with that so because match? Because
1: they were getting cheered like crazy. Right, right. I so. think that's what
0: the gimmick was there, and that's probably why they sold well. And
1: I, they've made the Saitos a draw. <laughs> what are we doing, man? That's good. When you look at this show in. Uh, let me pull it up. I think it's Miyagi. Yeah, Miyagi. They drew sixteen hundred eighty-seven fans today. Yeah, that. You show. can't scoff at that, man. For you know, there's no triple crown match. You know, it was Voodoo It was the Saito's against Miyahara and Aoyagi for the titles. They went almost 40 minutes. And that match fucking rocked. I went four and a half on that match.
0: Yeah. I, people will not believe that 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 match was as good as it was. That the Saitos, no, but it was. And it was. It was every bit of that with a hot crowd, a really hot crowd.
1: Red hot crowd. The first half of the match was the Saito's doing Saito things. And then the back end of the match was like watching a classic All Japan tag from a fucking real world tag league in 91 yeah, or something. So good. Well uh, so complete good.
0: with like, you know, your big giant dudes and then your smaller, you know, upstart Yo. Japanese guy. It was perfect. Aww.
1: Yeah. All part, fighting spirit shit. You know, it's like it's such a great match. And, you know, sato's gonna be hard pressed to ever have a match that good again. You know, like that, that, you know, so man, so they got the tag titles off of them right before the triple crown match. Which was, I guess, uh two weeks later on the it was on twenty first, right? Twenty first,
0: yeah. October twenty first, yeah.
1: And that drew thirteen forty, which you know, New Japan's sellout right now is what fourteen seventy? So
0: yeah, I think around there. Yeah. Somewhere
1: in that neighborhood is the new Japan sellout. So, you know, again, another strong Corkin number, you know, for for the for the uh for the triple crown match. And you know, they've got Yuma Anzai, who, you know, Is another young guy who obviously is uh, improving at a rapid rate. They've elevated Ryuki Honda. I was going to say
0: Ryuki Honda is a guy who feels like he's next up to be elevated maybe to that next level. Even me, Anzai is probably the guy that's probably ahead of him just because Anzai is. But I I feel like Anzai is more of a long term guy, whereas Ryuki Honda, maybe you can kind of get him ready for that next level sooner than you would Anzai because Anzai when you, you when he goes to that top level he's going to be at the top level and then you, know, you probably want to make sure that that's the exact right time for that uh, uh for him but uh yeah you got Honda who, who's been pretty good and and I just like a lot of their booking down card as well I mean they're bringing in a lot of you know cool dudes from you know the guys that they are bringing in are, are all pretty solid you know on this night you had and rookie Doi show up and and and, and those sort of guys so I don't know yeah doy has
1: been in yeah Doi's been in and out all yeah. year Minoru, Minoru Suzuki has been in because he has that unit. Suzuki has a unit with Naruki Doi, and um, I always forget, Hokuto Amori. Hokuto
0: Amori, yeah, Hokuto Amori.
1: You know, and, you know, they, they've been in and out, and they've been kind of working together, and, you know, they brought in Kojima last month for a little run, and he had the title match against Aoyagi, which was a great match, and then Aoyagi later in the month defended against Ryuki Honda, and I went four and a half on that match, so... They've mixed and matched very well with the guys they brought in earlier in the year. They were, you know, fucking around with Onita, trying to get, you know, squeeze the last bit of drawing power out <laughs> yeah, of him. Yeah, that,
0: that was that was, There were some rough periods there where I was like, I don't but know it was about different. This. But yeah. it was
1: different, you know. And it and it, it, it all of this has combined to inject some life, you know. And Rising Hayato is a guy who I used to loathe. And he is much improved this year. I love that. That opener was um, solid as hell. That uh,
0: Aoyagi and and, and Rising Hayato versus Amori and, and Yoshitatu, Takao Amori. You know, you, nothing to really scoff at. But that that the Aoyagi Hayato team is good. They're really really good. And 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 yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I've kind of always like I don't know about this guy, but he's 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 won me over for sure.
1: And they brought the DDT that Hirashima on that show. They had um, yeah. yeah, they fucking Shinya Aoki on the show. Like they 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 do different and interesting things, and they've. Been doing that all year long. And um, you know, so I'm I'm really looking forward to them building on that in 2024. Look, we were on top of this in January. It was obvious in January that all Japan wasn't fucking around this year. And they were gonna do and they were gonna be different. If nothing else, they were gonna be different. And we're gonna remember this year for them as the year that Yuma Aoyagi finally got the big push and got the title. And now it's his company. This is his company now. He's had too many great matches. He is a legitimate wrestler of the year contender. He's not going to win. He's not going to finish top three. But this is a legitimate down-ballot wrestler of the year contender. Mm -hmm. For what he has done on their scale. Not just having great matches every single time out. Look at their business improvements. You can't overlook them come a wartime. Aoyagi. You can't. So, uh, yeah, I, I I am hoping Nakajima sticks around. That'd be the healthiest thing for all Japan and for the scene, rather than just New Japan picking up another guy. Right, that, that would stick. Right,
0: yeah, and just add him to you know another unit or yeah. whatever. You know, I'm the-
1: not going to complain necessarily if he ends up in New Japan. How can you?
0: But it'd be so but yeah, it'd be so much healthier for for the the business for, for him all to Japan go to. and yeah.
1: up. Yes, so much healthier. The New Japan doesn't need him. They got, what, a half, a half a dozen fucking guys on the verge of becoming stars. Right, all these
0: they're, guys they're, yeah, they're A, not going to be able to push him into the main event scene because there's just too many other guys there, and he's not adding any tangible amount to their business. The, the the Not like he would do with All Japan, or not like he could do with All Japan, I should say.
1: Yeah, and and WWE would be a complete disaster yeah. for
0: him. Yeah, please don't.
1: And AEW, maybe a couple of years ago, I'd be juiced up for that. I don't get excited about them bringing people in anymore, as I used to. I just be like, oh, man, there's a free agent. Let's go, AEW. Now it's like, oh, all right, if that guy goes to AEW. He'll get <laughs> Shit, pushed who knows? He might be
0: walking around with chopsticks or something at, at this point with, with the way that they fucking book. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, or or he'll just disappear for six weeks Right, yeah, he'll have at one cool match, time, you're like,
0: hell yeah, brother, and then he goes away for <laughs> eight months, and you're like, oh, yeah, they have Nakajima, don't they?
1: You know, it's like Takeshida just beats Kenny Omega twice and then goes into witness protection. Yeah. I know he's on ah, rampage page this week. Ah, but- but
0: Joe, he's hurt, even though he... Russell's Indies and is on rampage. How now, did but...
1: they not fucking follow up at all? Oh, he can't. He can't be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if he is hurt, you know. So <sighs> it's like you know, I don't want to get back into that. But it's like, yeah, so I I would. The point here is, I would prefer he stick around with all Japan. And yes, everyone needs to go watch that fucking Aoyagi Miyahara match and the tag team title change. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And stick around for the post match angle with Nakajima
0: yeah that match do not do not skip the match watch the match for sure and uh and then uh go watch the angle yeah it's funny because the one two three happened and I closed out of the window and then I went and read something about the match or just trying to see if it kind of matched up with what I thought about the match and I see the name Nakajima I'm like, what the fuck happened here and I'm like oh my god and I went back to the video and then watch it and I was like fuck yeah that's so good so it spoiled me a little bit I wish I hadn't been spoiled at all but uh still still a pretty awesome moment there so all right Real quick, before we go, since we're we're a little over time, but we, we, we had some stops and starts at the beginning of the show. So I think we got a little bit of time overall. Uh, this will not take long. We'll make sure it doesn't take very long. Joe, are you ready to preview?
1: Speak for yourself, sir.
0: We'll NWA, Sawin. Sawin? No, this is different than what you said before. Sawin. Yeah, you were like, Sawin. Sawin. That's what you said earlier. Sawin. Yeah. Sawin. Um. Always good. Always good to promote a show where nobody knows how to
1: pronounce what
0: it's called. Always at Billy doing doing uh, fucking a fucking yeah. <laughs> doing some good work here, uh, as per usual. Of course, this is available at uh, wrestling dot com slash fight. Uh, October twenty eighth, a busy Saturday. So if you're uh, watching Collision, if you're uh, in the house, you can uh, also watch uh, NWA Sawin from uh, the temple live at cleveland masonic which i don't know if that sounds like a hospital but i'm not sure what temple <laughs> live at cleveland masonic is it might be a, a cafeteria in a hospital or something like that or like a you know an operating uh, room you know
1: with the, <laughs> with the seats above the operating room or something so cleveland masonic <laughs> is gonna be an ugly room isn't it uh, i have be... a feeling it is not gonna be very pretty at this the t- like a vfw hall level because isn't don't... Masonic like isn't that like the Freemasons? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like so it's I go, gonna be like go one of those
0: Green shows at the uh, the Knights of Columbus, you know, building. Right. So. It's
1: gonna be one of those kind of gimmicks where you book like you know
0: <laughs> the top floor. You know, the bottom floor's got like a bar or whatever, a restaurant, and you book the top. Yeah, right,
1: floor. right. There's a bunch of old guys drinking at the couple <laughs> guy, yeah, bar right. and whatever party you're attending is uh, on the other floor. Yeah, that's the kind of building this is, which <laughs> Temple Life. This is what the CW is getting into, I guess, but um, oh, God. look, I'll give, I'll give Corgan credit for this. He uh, shamelessly understands that his product is, is different and he wants it to be different. I, I think his product is mostly boring. I don't think his product is very good, but is it different from everything else you're going to oh, see on TV when sure. it hits the CW? It is different, you know, it, it, and You know, I can't knock him for that. He's not trying to do, you know, WWE extra light. He's not trying to do that. You know, he's not trying to, he doesn't want, he's not. They are doing their own
0: thing for sure. There is only one NWA in this world right now. And that is. uh,
1: They're not trying to be a work rate promotion. They're not, you know, they're doing their own thing. And, you know, when it doesn't land, it's some of the worst shit you'll ever see. (laughs) And when it does, well, it never really lands, but when (laughs) it it doesn't
0: land often, but there's something about it. I don't know what it is. And I talk about this every time we review it at the end of the day. It's just like, at least it's just, I feel like I'm watching something different. A lot of times when I'm watching all of this wrestling, a lot of it just kind of, I just, all the same and everybody's hitting each other with the same weapons and everyone's doing It's so yeah. a lot of stuff that's very samey. There is nothing same about the National
1: Wrestling Alliance. It it's, is, it's slightly it is... below it's slightly below replacement level wrestling when it's just average. That's, you know, it's it's not quite average. It's not quite replacement level. It's like slightly below replacement level. It's like a minus 0.5 war player at its best, which is the worst fucking praise i could give anything but that's what it is <laughs> a guy on the verge yeah. of getting cut potentially if anybody else right. comes into the system or there's someone who is always a day away from being dfa'd yeah it's just that that's what it is looking you know? at the and, minor and...
0: league going go and go and look at the minor league box scores looking at that guy in double a and going out ah, right. <laughs>
1: he's like wow well, ah, who's on a rehab assignment because they're taking my spot when they're yeah. healthy you know like <laughs> and and i'm getting dfa'd um yeah, so, you know, but again, I think the production values when it hits the CW will surprise some people. They shoot in 4K. The show looks, the, the power looks great, you know. And I don't know, you know, their new entrances, doesn't that doesn't work for me. They've changed the way pro wrestling entrances are done. It's like they shoot the entrance way and do kind of this John Morrison slow motion thing while the music plays. And then they don't show the full entrance of the wrestler, like walking to the ring or around the ring. And then they cut to the next person while Joe Galley does like a overdub explaining who they are. I, you know, it's different. Again, it's different. It's different. That's all I can ask for. I don't like it. I wish it was good, but that's all I can ask for is different right now. All right. I think it comes off second rate, those entrances, but it comes off almost like a, I, I don't know, almost like a, a cheap, low rent, low rent, well, it's kind of what... <laughs> Go on. I don't... <laughs> yeah. Yes? I don't know. It's just, it, it, you know, entrances are an important part of wrestling to me. So trying to change that I don't think is wise. But again, it, it at least comes across different. But uh, look, the pay-per-view is overbooked again. There's 100 <laughs> fucking matches on this thing. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's worked up for EC three versus Tom Latimer. for the but it's it's know, a NW no limits match title. though
0: I don't know if that's like the TNA X division which of course is not about weight limits it's about no limits I don't know what a no Rich, limits matches do you know I
1: promise you I watched every episode of Power <laughs> since you the last don't know what a no limits matches I don't know what any of these matches are damn it all right I know what the riddle box is because Violent J did an explan- explanatory video on the last Power. Explaining the riddle box match, which is Violent J and the Brothers of Funstruction against Vampiro and La Rebellion. Yes, <laughs> Put Vampiro is in the ring there. again.
0: All right. The guy who the last time he was in the ring literally couldn't take a step. Uh, he's back. All right. Good. Great.
1: So they're going to have boxes all over the place loaded with weapons, basically. But everything has a step. Are you ready for the Devil's Lance Dance Ultimate Hardcore War?
0: <laughs> of course I am.
1: Are you ready for the Burning Lake Brawl? I very. I I I need to know about the Burning Lake Brawl.
0: I, I gotta know what that I,
1: is. I I wish I could tell you. I you know, Billy Silas Mason defends the national title against Chris Adonis, which has Burning a Lake chance brawl. to be a two and a three quarter star match and the best match on the show. And I don't know what the fuck it is. How about <laughs> pillar to post for the junior title? Colby Carino versus Joe Alonzo.
0: Now is this okay? This one is it a strap
1: match? I don't know.
0: Okay I had a guess about that, but I guess you cannot confirm. I either don't pay that. A, yeah.
1: well listen, I either don't pay close enough attention or they never explain anything. Uh,
0: I would guess that they probably don't explain it is it would be my my guess so you got Yo, that. Um, Knights of the round table tables match. I, I think yeah. I get this one. I bet this is gonna be a tables match. My favorite tag team in the world, not really. Uh, carnage and destruction and uh, carnage and damage of the blunt force trauma. Uh, versus Knox and murdoch in the knights of the round table tables match
1: blunt force trauma affectionately known as dollar store doom <laughs> right. i love this um, is so
0: weird that like all these other things are like halloween themed like this if you go to the NWA's website it's like join us for a spooktacular night of wrestling or whatever and yeah. then like all these other things are like the riddles box the devil's last dance the burning lake and then it's like Knights of the Round Table. is that scary or is something scary? It's, it's like
1: NXT for hillbillies or right.
0: something. But, like, why
1: I is don't... Knights of the Round like, is that scary? Are people scared by the medieval times or something? I don't know. Look, like... man, here's the thing. You have questions. I don't have answers. <laughs> right. Okay? I don't know what to tell you. Matt Cardona's on the show because he's on every fucking show. Yeah, versus I don't know. TBA.
0: Versus TBA. Always dangerous. They uh,
1: finally pushed uh, Talos, <laughs> the tall guy. Yeah that we complained about, they pushed, they they have a seven footer. If you're the NWA and you have a seven foot man on your roster, you push him. You're the NWA. You know, it's a seven foot man. It's like impact with, with feel the glow. You just got to push him. (laughs) You
0: got to push Talos. You got to do it. So
1: they finally did. He's one half of the U S tag champ. Now listen, they're not, listen, Daisy kill and Talos, they're not making anyone forget the Fantastics, okay? But they're the they're the U.S. Tag Champs, and they're going to defend against Jr. Kratos and Odinson on the pre-show. Who most people are familiar with
0: on the pre-show. One of four oh, that's a matches. Show match uh, this is a pre-show match. Yeah, one of four. Matches God damn on it! The I thought that was on
1: the pay-per-view. No,
0: no. Celeste. Oh, right. well, either way, Celeste is getting a booking. I believe this is Celeste. Whatever was Bonin or what was her last name? The former. Uh, oh, is it? I th- I think so. I don't know if it is for sure. I would assume it is. The former, what was she? Tiffany. It's not her. Okay, it's a different Celeste. I apologize.
1: Well, who's this Tiffany Nieves?
0: I don't know who that is either.
1: I don't know either. Who knows? Okay,
0: so sorry. Um, this Celeste is not that Celeste. Not that Celeste. Sorry. Move on. Um, you know what
1: a fucked up thing? I
0: watched this show. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You spent how many hours watching NWA and you know as Plastic much as game. I do about this show? And I've watched I, Yeah, zero. it's incredible. I've yeah. watched nothing, and you know exactly <laughs> the same amount that I do. Rock and roll tag team match. Let's talk about this one the Southern Six, Carrie Morton and Alex Taylor with Ricky Morton versus the headbangers. Yes, those headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher.
1: And I promise you, they weren't on any of the TV, so <laughs> I don't know how this match came to be now. The Southern Six is a cool little group. It's Kerry Morton, Ricky Morton, Alex Taylor, and Silas. Through Billy Silas. They cut good promos. It's some of the better wrestlers in the company. I don't know why. They're wrestling the fucking headbangers. I don't know. Get them (laughs) out there. Did you notice the picture of the headbangers they're using in their socials? Like 1998,
0: man. Not even of their ROH run. Of like mid-attitude era.
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> not even that fucking horrific run that the jim Cornette put him on in the nwa or the the guardians of truth yeah the guardians of truth in, in, in ring of honor yeah. no mosh and thrasher dude i saw those dudes at a hockey game right around that time 1998 those dudes are fucking massive you don't realize like it's one of those things with like yeah. wrestlers like yeah, billy yeah. gunn dude you walk into a building and billy gunn is there with normal human beings he's like the fucking biggest dude you've ever seen in your entire life
1: yeah yeah well he there's all those pictures of Billy Gunn next to Brock Lesnar, and he's, like, just as big. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's massive. But then, yeah, I'm walking around the,
0: the concourse of the United Center or whatever. It was, like, the night before WWF Pay-Per-View or whatever, and here come these fucking monsters. I'm like, damn, those guys are huge. And I'm like, wait a minute. Those are the headbangers. Yeah. They're fucked. That's massive. Mosh. Yeah, he's so big. <laughs> like, Thresher's, like, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, or whatever. Just fucking yeah. mosh is just yoked out of his mind. I'm like, man, the wrestlers are a different animal. But uh, there you go.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's. it's <laughs> All right, so we have,
0: I win. <laughs> we have two things to note of Shatter. I got to bring up Z says, and I don't know if I believe this or not because how could I possibly know this? Ah, uh, that's that Z is a prankster. He is a prankster. He says, "I know what the rules of the Kings of the Round Table match is. It's just a table match, but the tables are round." I don't buy that. I don't think the tables are going to be round. I think they're just normal. You got
1: to be tables. careful with Z.
0: Yeah. He does bring up a good point though, about uh, the Southern Six. Uh, he wants to know why they're called the Southern Six when there's only three members.
1: Listen, again, I don't have you ask questions, I don't have the answers, okay? There's never been six members of that crew. Never close.
0: Never even remotely no, close. Even,
1: even, with, even with Ricky Morton, it's like four at tops, <laughs>
0: right.
1: you know? So, so I don't have an answer for you. But listen, it really is a different product. It absolutely. You know, Submission
0: uh, match between you, Jack Stane and, and, and Blake Bulletproof Troop.
1: You see, you wanted to talk about that so you can you. You uh, just black so people know troop, it's not black
0: troop, just so that's know. been
1: bothering you for it months. Been that you said me. Black it's troop. Stuck in my
0: craw, isn't that the term stuck in my craw? About it's it?
1: been sticking in the craw for sure, you know. So, you know what? I want to see in the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance on the CW. I want to see Brock Anderson. What do you think of that? Oh, I, I love, love it, free agent do the wrist roll thing like his dad did wouldn't he fit in here oh absolutely he'd get in there with aj kazana <laughs> all the second generation guys right, <laughs> right. you know joe kazana helped take he's down here the all the time he manages his son constantly joe he's all he, joe kazana's all over the show aj kazana you got samantha Starr, which is uh baby dolls baby doll and sam houston's kid the mortons obviously yeah yeah you got the mortons got to get Brock Anderson in there. There's so many things you could do. Colby Carino. A lot of second gen.
0: You did forget to mention, though. They waste though, no time. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: No, I was saying nothing important.
0: Me. <laughs> uh, you forgot to mention the Devil's Last Dance Ultimate Hardcore War. Uh, that if Sal and uh, Gags the Gimp, if their team loses, they will forever be uh, indentured to uh, uh, Father James Mitchell. So.
1: You know, I think in 2023, it's very important to do a slavery gimmick. That's that's <laughs> right. something that... With a man called Gags the Gimp. <laughs> yeah. If anything's going to get over in 2023, it's going to be a slavery angle. Yeah, that's, I'm
0: sure that'll work. Yeah, yeah
1: that's... Um, yeah, so... You know, Magic Jake Dumas, you know we're big fans. He's got a whole stable now, Magic Inc. I love it. Yep, CJ. CJ's great. I listen. She's so good. Unironically great as the presenter. Much better. Uh, as much guy. better than as,
0: as, as this than she was as 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 Christy, Christy James. James. Yeah.
1: The Brazilian fucking not good wrestler. Do a <laughs> the little... Brazilian, not a yeah. good wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> the Brazilian, not a very good wrestler. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. No, she's great as the presenter. There's no doubt, you know. And uh, so he's got a little partner, Magic Jake Dumas, now with this Magic Inc. So uh, you know it's the National Wrestling <laughs> Alliance. Get
0: into it, know. man. We'll talk about it next week. It's,
1: it's chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. You know, it's the National Wrestling Alliance.
0: I gotta watch a show on like Sunday morning, man. I cannot wait for <laughs> Tuesday afternoon or whatever. I gotta you can't do it at work. I again. Can't, yeah, can't. I can't, I'm not gonna do it on on Saturday night because that seems ridiculous too. But I gotta like wake up Sunday at like. 5 a.m. and just bang this thing. Wouldn't out. you
1: think with with the outrunners being on collision every week, he'd want to push them a little harder here?
0: And yeah, they're on the opener of the pre-show. It looks like so.
1: Yeah, they're managed by Austin Idol. Wouldn't you want to take advantage of their television exposure? um I'm just you know, I know I'm a I know I'm a crazy thinker sometimes. <laughs> I really. would probably
0: do something with the outrunners, but you know, you
1: Gags, know, it's, gags uh, the Gimp.
0: I mean, what, then what do you do with
1: selling and Gags the Gimp in that case? It's a good point. <laughs> I I mean. You know, Violent J can't be coming cheap. The man's rich, right? I mean... Oh, God. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I wonder what Violent J's... Is he net... rolling
1: out of bed for $50 payoffs?
0: I... Violent J's net worth. Let's see. Should have asked Case to ask him well, when he was... Uh...
1: This is always accurate when you Google a net worth, but yeah. let's, let's give it a go. Celebrity
0: net worth, this is probably wrong, says $13 million. This, this is what probably not worried. that far off, now. Nah.
1: There's a lot of fucking gigolos out, whatever they're called.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They're, not,
1: they're called juggalos. Juggalos, a lot of juggalos out there.
0: I will say this website also it gave me a suggested for a Marty Jannetty and it says he's worth one million dollars. I uh, mm, he may have been at one point. That, uh, Marty Jannetty's <laughs> bank account has that many uh, zeros in it. No, so. that, uh, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think Marty's have... bank account's doing that great right now. So.
1: Mm, yeah, now he. Uh, I'm gonna be nice to Marty. But uh, I don't think you have to be nice to Marty. He's kind of weird. Yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of feel bad for Marty. There's clearly something's wrong there. So I, you know,
0: either way, I, I don't old, think his net worth is uh, currently a million dollars.
1: You punching down, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. Tell thirteen year old JL that one day he would refuse to punch down <laughs> on down Marty Jannetty. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: That I'm going to be the bigger man and not take this opportunity to uh, to laugh at Marty Gennetti's, Uh Yeah, was...
1: Marty Jannetty, who is a tremendous wrestler who I enjoy a lot. One day, I'm not going to want to because I'm, you know,
0: you're going to feel bad. you don't want to leave him alone for your position. Yeah, in the yeah, world, yeah. I, yeah.
1: From my ivory tower, I'm not going to be picking on Marty Gennetti. Um. Yeah, man, that's the show. What I like to do, because <laughs> I know Rich is like has this thing. He has to mention every match. So I like to like say I'm wrapping it, and then Rich has to sneak in with the with keeps jumping in there with a match that I think we got it all. Yet. I think we got them all. You got them all now? Okay. Kenzie Page, Ruth I didn't e. J., hear you talk NWA about
0: Women's World at Championship. Kenzie Page, Ruthie J.
1: Yeah.
0: Pretty empowered. My favorite tag team in the world next to Blunt Force Drama. Pretty empowered. Against That's Markova, right. Natalia Markova, and Taylor Ryzen. That should be a doozy yeah. indeed.
1: No Camille taking some time off here.
0: Nah, she's gonna be she's with tom latimer the main event yeah with tom latimer yeah
1: with tom latimer and then no limit you, know, you didn't match. bring up you didn't bring up brady pierce versus rush freeman <laughs> i
0: i did miss that one you're right
1: you didn't uh break that one down have me break that because i had a lot to say about it and you never brought it up
0: uh what one note about uh nwa Sawin is uh no more um no more velvet on commentary, though. So I think it's just Gally and... No, she's out of company. Gally, Tim Storm, and hopefully not fucking Danny
1: Deals. <laughs> the war. It's going to be Danny Deals. Oh, yeah. God damn it! Yeah, it's going to be Danny Deals. Deals. Talking about gambling and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> just the
0: lowest hanging fruit, early two thousands indie manager you could
1: possibly imagine. You know what hey, I mean? It's good. It's good. Danny Deals. I like Danny Deals. <laughs> How do you like Danny Deals? I've come around on Danny Deals, his commentary.
0: He's like, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, you think I got some good odds on this match? And he's just like, I don't yeah. know,
1: Danny. <laughs> I'm not sure. He's like some guys I've known, you know.
0: Right. Ah, I think I could get a good deal on this guy. I think his odds are good. It's just like, hey, he's like, ah, you know, it's just so bad. It, oh. Yeah. It's just like the a high school theater production of, like, a, a trashy, booky dude. I, I guess I've turned around on Danny Deals, too. I guess it's fine, so.
1: On commentary, he's fine.
0: He's fine. Yeah. With his tumbler. He always shows up with his tumbler, too. <laughs> he's rehydrated throughout the show. Saween. Sawe. Sawin. Yeah, you nailed it. You got it. Yeah. So that is uh Sawine. That is NWA Sawin. Sawin Sawin. How the fuck do those letters spell Sawin? Uh, you gotta ask the Irish man. I don't know. Go ask Alan.
1: Oh, that's like when uh... Taya Valkyrie, not Taya no, Valkyrie. No, Ialfi or
0: whatever. It was the A- She was Alfie? I-O-F-E. Her name was Ialfi? No, it was something even more ridiculous than that. It,
1: it, it was spelled like Ialfi, but her name was like Tara or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how the fuck was yeah, that it was spelled
0: A-O-I-F-E, and then I don't even remember how it was pronounced.
1: A-O-I-F-I-E, and it, her name was like... Eve Lynn. or something. <laughs> something ridiculous. Yeah. It
0: was like, no, hold on a minute. What are we doing
1: here? I'm like, what the fuck? This is an Irish thing?
0: Yeah, it is. It is the Irish. Sawin? Sawin, yeah. All right. Anyway, before we go, flagshippatreon.com. Uh, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame show is available there for you right now. We just did a Rest of the World show the other day with Ethan Tyler, uh, a guy who, I, as far as I know, has never been on any other audio shows, has never, not really known in our circles, but uh, rave reviews uh, for that show so far. And it's a region that not a lot of people know about. But uh, after this show, after about you know two and a half hours or so, you'll know about it. We promise you that. You will know about uh, the rest of the world region, Europe, Australia, um, New Zealand, Pacific Islands, and uh, and Africa. We'll go into deep detail about that uh, with Ethan Taos. That's available there at flagshippatreon.com. Uh, Patreon.com slash voices of wrestling, voices of slash Patreon for that. Uh, including the Thursday Dynamite Review, my write-up about MJF and Kenny Omega. I have a Bound for Glory story that went up. We got plenty of stuff up there. The uh, Impact uh, Bound for Glory um, Instant Reaction is up there, too. So plenty of stuff available for you, $5 tier or $10 tier. Uh, also, VoicesOfWrestling.com uh, for all previews, reviews, columns of all the stuff that we're talking about. And, of course, the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. So that is it for us. Uh, Joe, thanks for, uh, the, you know, Getting on here, and, and, and hopefully everything works out well with the dog. Keep us updated. Let us know. Uh, but our our fingers are crossed. Everything is good with her. But um, thanks for still coming on here and doing this. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for being patient at the beginning of the show as we were kind of getting things together, a little bit wonky at first, but we, we ended up making it work. So, all right, that's it. I am Rich. He is Joe. This is the Flagship Podcast. We'll talk to you again next time. Take care. Bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most
1: beautiful time-tested gift around. go listen to the Lucha Jovers podcast right here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Nos vemos por ahí.